3rd March 2020 Tuesday 7.01 pm and yeah the Instagram post is up and first things first I usually ask the same questions mm-hmm. what brings you to Latvia and what are your impressions uh, traveling I've been here once before uh, many years ago it was 2013 I was visiting some friends in Tallinn in Estonia mm-hmm. and basically I had a couple of free days before I have to get to London to visit a family that's there at the moment mm-hmm. so I um, decided to Come down again to Riga, city city. It's a nice city. Um, people are friendly. Yeah, it's a bit winterish at the moment. Last time I was here in summer, it was a bit nicer. But other than that, definitely like it. Not expensive. Definitely a nice old city. River, parks, everything. Very livable, seems to me. So it's the second time for you? Yes. Did yes. you do anything different? Um. Well, it's been seven years since the last time, so it was kind of a lot of visiting again, revisiting. Mm. Um, there was still some stuff that I would have liked to have seen, didn't get around to it. Um, but yeah, also seven years, you don't really remember so much. So it didn't feel like a repetition. So yeah, walked around the old town. Uh, yeah, saw some museums. Walked into the house of the Blackheads. Uh, regular stuff. Well, sounds pretty touristy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I've got uh, still another half day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to see some more. Got the Riga uh, Motor Museum, perhaps. I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's supposed to have old cars antique cars mm-hmm. and same place to me from what I saw that's mostly it very calm couple of days in Riga that was the plan at least you are a sound engineer right? I am yeah I live in uh, Berlin Germany um, I'm freelancing so mm-hmm. basically I take projects for anybody who wants to record sound um, I do exteriors and interiors and yeah it's interesting at least I like it did you do anything related to your profession in radio? Uh, well, no. I originally started, um, studied mathematics and computer science. I guess you are perfect for the job then, right? I like to believe so, at least. Yeah. Um, I try to be professional, get the job done. And yeah, I used to do a lot more concerts. Um, but that's more work, that's intense, and I prefer current job, which is more studio work and even exterior, you know, boom mics and such. Does it satisfy you? I'm or does it pay the, pay the bills? Uh, I'd like to believe both. It definitely pays the bill. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't know if I'll continue doing it the rest of my life. But at least for now, I'm content. It's a good job. Yeah, there's there's definitely worse, I think, occupations in life. And uh, I'm not the kind of person who complains mm-hmm. about my job. Definitely not. And how did you get into it? Uh, family, friends. Um, 
I used to be a musician. I tried to be professional. Um, I feel like I wasn't professional enough. I mean, I I know how to play instruments, Mm. but I never turned it into a career. And at one point, yeah, I went to get into more into sound. And I used to, yeah, I used to do that. And just natural process in many ways, I believe. It worked for me so far. Do you do you make also music on the side? I do, uh, but really amateurly for myself. Nothing. I mean, I don't publish really much. How come? I mean, you all you all, you should know all the tricks. Of the yes, trend. but it doesn't make you a musician. I think there's there is a difference. Well, it gives you, you an advantage. It might it might not make you a popular musician at uh, already, but mm. you should be able to do all the technical steps up yes. to uh, just making it available to the public. Yes, that is true, and especially now, it's not a problem building. It. I have studio access, and I basically have an amateur studio at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never felt a need to publish it. You know, really? once I decided. I'm not going to be professional. I put a lot more, a lot less effort into it, I feel. What would you have done differently if you had decided to start being professional? Well, uh, it depends. all depends if you, what kind of music you want to make. Do you want to do it solo? Do you want to join a band? That's assuming we're talking instrumental music. How was it for you? Um, uh, so I learned at a young age mainly to play the piano that was my classical training um, I learned classical music jazz that sort of stuff and then I switched to a regular guitar I started playing the guitar more often mainly because it was a tool that's easier to incorporate into a band mm-hmm. that was the way I was going for I never tried to be a solo act or anything like that mm. so I joined semi-amateur uh, bands we would play concerts you know small gigs um nothing too big once in a while a club and such and yeah play guitar i was pretty content but that is hard to pay the bills that's a lot of unless you're very successful of course but there's so much competition as a musician and i was tired of the competition and i was tired of having to promote myself uh, yeah, I never was a, a singer or anything like that. Mm. So as a backup guitar player or as a pianist, it's very difficult. It is very difficult. And I did not want that perhaps difficulty. I, did, I Maybe I didn't have the ambition. What about a solo career? Yes, that's even more work. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know, there's so many, I felt guitar players or pianists to, are better than I am and I decided to um, do something that I believe that I can be very good at mm-hmm. um, has less competition and you can actually earn money by sort of working in that field without having to constantly need to promote yourself constantly better yourself constantly compete with others a lot more um, I feel like there's a big difference between people at the top or close to that and the general public or just regular pianists, musicians, anybody who can play an instrument. And if you're at the bottom, 
that's not necessarily the place you want to be unless you're very much thrilled if you have a passion for it then that's another story i did not have that great of a passion it was never my intention to be a professional musician i never really i knew that i would be something just a regular profession just like everybody else and i was content with it hmm. i felt always felt like it was a hobby even yeah and what would happen if you would publish some of your works and they got popular would you change your mind Ooh, that's a very theoretical question. Uh, Up to a point, yes. Yes, because that's unlikely to happen. Uh, well, you make, you do make music. Sure. Yeah, you could publish it easily. Yes. Yeah, and that the rest is just a combination of, of luck and people wanting to hear it. I could. What would happen if we're talking very theoretically? Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to work in that field. I'd be happy to be a professional musician. I think I've never done it professionally. Um, I don't. I don't know if I want to do it professionally as well. That's that brings the question: What are we talking about when we talk about professional? I mean, if we're talking about real artists, then yeah, that's a whole. Who's a real artist? Is Soldier Boy a real artist? Is who? Soldier Boy. Uh, I suppose so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then you have your. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily fields that I want to go into at this point. I'm very happy not being an artist. I'm very happy in my line of work. I don't need the publicity. I don't need to publish something to, to be content. So I'm do you home. make. I'm at home, I play my guitar, I play my piano, I compose a bit. Mm. I don't really write anything, but that's about it. Make new, make tunes mostly. All right, but then you would have the best option for you or the choice for you would be to still have a career in music, right? Or is it not really related to music mm. at all? Sound engineering could be for whatever, yes. right? Yes, 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 of course. It doesn't have to be for music. I record anything and everything. Um, I love music. I'm very, very excited about it, very much so. I love the field, but on a personal level, I kind of like being backstage as well. You're just shy, is what you're telling me. No, I uh, partially, I suppose. I don't necessarily love being on stage, but that's not really um, necessarily has what, to do. What if you would do it like... Um um dead mouse and marshmallow i could do that yeah. but that's not my feel though what dj yes but they i guess are more producers than djs right they and you are dead a mouse is definitely yeah. i don't i don't I'm not a music producer no well what there's a you, big difference well what would you need to add to be a, a music producer a different skill set like what well i wouldn't you can compose you can yes. use software, yes. music instruments. I can, but I would need to be able to guide a musician in various ways, not just technically. If I work as a, if I'm working as a music producer for someone, then yes. If there's a given uh, musician, and for yourself, I, for myself. I mean, I, I don't think that most of the Dead Mouse songs have anybody than him. Sure, which is why I wouldn't necessarily call him music, a music producer per se oh he's doing well he's doing both jobs he's a musician 
Okay. More than a, a producer. But he cannot play any instrument. I, well, he can make music. I don't think that's... It's composing. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. And you can do composing and playing instruments. So you're double the music musician than that mouse. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. That uh, sounds very... Uh, if we're looking at by the numbers, then perhaps. But you don't... He has a different skill set. Like I said, he's a very good DJ. He knows... I don't know. Is he? I, I would believe so, at least... I'm not judging him by my personal opinion, by yeah. world opinion, he is considered very much so. Because technically, I think he's just playing his own songs, which is yes. which doesn't really make him a DJ, right? True. Because <clears throat> well, you can actually arrange your songs as in a, just a pure performance. Yes, although he does play sets, so he is <laughs> Just like Paris Hilton does sets, right? Oh, she could be a DJ. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> yeah. I, I actually think she might be more of a DJ because she plays other people's songs. So mm -hmm. she's just she's just focusing on the craft of actually mixing singles. Well, that is true. Yes, but there's nothing to stop you from being a DJ of your own music. I don't necessarily think that's... I get your point. It's a blurred line. Yeah, perhaps. But... As long as you're a good DJ, as long as the crowd is happy, I think here's that's a, here's the key thing. point. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. And you could definitely, if you have the technical know-how, mm -hmm. it's almost assured that you could find a crowd that likes you, right? It's you just need a big of a uh, enough, big enough audience. You, well, you need to create that audience. That's also a question. There is create or just find it. Um, I, I, I would say more create in many ways. Right. Find sort of implies that you've gone fishing in, or yes, exactly. yeah, caught exactly. a fish, but you don't find it. You Well, you probably have a preference for a certain genre of music, right? Sure. And that's, that's also a question of, of if I'm fitting into that, that crowd. A lot of it is where you play. And what is the given crowd in your? I mean, now it's now it's everything is all over the internet. But in your region, it still is local. If you're becoming a DJ, you want to start playing gigs at clubs. It's okay. relevant what the crowd likes much more than what you like. If you want to find that audience or create it, except if it's your own stuff, and then the crowd just likes your stuff, so it's a win-win. You like your stuff and they like your stuff. That is true, but again, there's there's competition in all these fields are immense and is it insane. good competition though? Because yes. it's always it's always counted in the lower ranks. But on the are the people you mean good? Or is the music good? <laughs> yeah, or both. is the fact that there's competition good? That those are two different things, though. Well, uh, well. The fact that there is some competition just means that it's worthwhile, right? I suppose so, although it also means that it's easier than the before to do it. Yes, I mean, less, uh, less of a barrier. Yes. yes. That, that Which all. doesn't necessarily mean better quality. No, no, of course not. Just Sometimes it might lower the quality. Mm -hmm. um, but it does raise the competition. 
um, it paper. gets it gets mixed. And the fact that you can learn it more easily now, you can be more of somewhere between amateur and professional. Mm. Um, definitely raises the competition, brings it to a level that might be a bit too much for ordinary people i would consider myself an ordinary person no, even though i work no, in the you're field you're, you're a sound engineer that's not ordinary well it's how not. many sound engineers are there officially in germany i, I would have to google that i will throw you a number can you guess uh no no i can I definitely less than teachers yes that is most likely true yeah yeah, yeah. less than policemen well yes but so. there are definitely fields which are even less but it's all about um, need, of course, there's a less, a smaller need. Less <laughs> need? Well, I mean, yes, there are more pupils, there are more crime than there are people making music in Germany. All right, but it there are definitely it, more people listening to music than uh, paying attention to crime. Yes, but that's afterward. That's distribution. Distribution is something very different. Distribution is what Spotify does. You know? Okay, so yeah. you wouldn't have to worry about marketing, though. You would have to worry about the content, just pure content. The marketing is already set up, right? If the crowd mm. likes you, they share. They share the content. Uh, not so easily. Have you seen uh, an example where the music wasn't not, wasn't up to par, but the marketing oh, was just yes. great? I've seen. Uh, I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to name names going that way because. Why? Because I, you become critical towards someone who is, Which is good for very growth. popular and who is doing his job. The thing, the way I see even, there's a lot of criticism towards, you know, musicians who are producing popular music mainstream. And if you're working in the field, then you understand how much these people are professionals. Yeah. Even yeah, even if that's not your own taste of music, it doesn't yeah. matter. You have to appreciate their professionalism. But at the same time, there's a grand amount of people who are creating indie music, less popular music, yeah. and are definitely just as professional. I would like to believe, even if a lot of them are creating it in their home studios or lesser environments, yeah. still doing professional work, still doing some of it amazing music. And they're still struggling to get it out, to be published, to reach the public. Mm, not really, right? Because they just have to upload it and publish it. You still have to but somehow it. find people who would listen to it. The fact that there's so much content online now. Yeah, but it's always compartmentalized. That's what I'm getting at. If you are, for instance, you have a certain preference for a certain genre, right? Right. You're, you all already have um, actually filtered your possible audience to a certain niche but what if you choose um a genre that's less popular like and then what, like what uh, every current contemporary genre is somewhat uh, crowded with listeners true and that's that's one of the problems it's also crowded with uh, musicians so you can tell you can see all these um um uh, America's Got Talent or all those uh, reality shows with musicians. Everybody's trying to reach an audience. Those That's people reality, are reality TV though, right? That's not really about music. It's, now. it's more about well, A lot people. of them are creating music. They're trying they? to. Well, they're, even if they're not creating, they're trying to sing. Yeah. 
or yeah, that perform, they're trying perform. to be musicians or they are musicians they're trying to get famous the reason they go on those reality tv shows is because they hadn't been famous before that usually mm-hmm. and they find it as a platform to reach a bigger crowd yeah but you see those people who are even they are struggling they're on national television they're on the internet they're trying to get famous and even they are having a hard time mm-hmm. becoming famous but the fame is not really the end goal right but it's, the, it's, it's the... hard to it's hard to make money if you're not famous in the music industry you but, cannot there's yeah. just there are no people who can say he's not famous and he makes money there's a certain paradox in that but wouldn't you be able to find certain examples where they are not really famous but they of are course. just Successful popular enough. enough to be actually yeah comfortable yes it depends a lot of it then becomes depends on uh, smaller things what language you're doing your music in english then probably yes english would be preferable mm-hmm. but even then if you're you need to be in a big enough market mainly you would need to be in the US or the UK maybe germany why because smaller markets your smaller market share or if you're in i imagine in latvia as well um if you're an indie musician here yeah. singing in english latvian or russian or whichever minor language um your percentage your two percent of the latvian population if you're reaching them it's still not enough if you're reaching two percent of the population in the u.s that's obviously a bigger numbers game well if i do sing or perform in english then i don't have to worry about any markets right it's just uh, not entirely web. because it's still hard first of all you would have to there's still an issue of um accent for instance There's an issue of the fact that most people still don't feel if it's their second language, maybe do not feel 100% comfortable or mm. maybe are not as good. Mm. It's understandable. You know, you can't expect, well, just switch to singing in English. They're going to tell you, yeah, I can't do that. My English is not my first language. I can't create music. Mm. I can't write. I can't sing in English. Just impossible. And then even if you're doing so, if you're a Latvian musician singing in English, it's going to be hard for you to promote yourself uh, facing competition from people who it is their first language english americans and australians and such they have an advantage over you not to mention you it would be harder for you to be discovered uh, still in old-fashioned ways you know in a concert hall or whatever because you're in a smaller market your bigger city is riga you know but do you need to be discovered you still a lot of times yes there are still we still we tend to think everything is online now and mm-hmm. it is true but there are still a lot of it is still word of mouth um um all right word of mouth yes yes because the, the publicity would be more of a word. gorilla tactic exactly word of mouth still works you're playing in a small pub and you because create an audience people come back to see you oh no that's local then i mean because I, I remember there was the example of the rapper R- Rus. Okay. Rus. I don't remember him. He, I think in 2018 or 17, what he did was publish a song every week. Okay. And he and he actually documented it. Mm-hmm. 
So first, I think a couple of songs didn't really do much, didn't really, really earn revenue, right? Right. But then he still just continued, continued. And once he was, at, I think, at song 30 or 40, mm-hmm. he started seeing, um, uh, once he published, I think, some revenues of a couple of hundred dollars. Okay. Right. He got some momentum. And by the end of the year, he had started to earn per song uh, I think a couple of thousand okay. dollars so he he was documenting all of that mm-hmm. and so yeah he was just I don't know I think he just made it a challenge for himself whether or not he could produce and publish a song per week hmm. and that's what he did basically for a whole year and yeah people started li- and he afterwards said that you, he noticed that yes even though I made made some song earlier on which I didn't really care about that much okay. afterwards it turned out that the people actually who listened to my 50th song mm-hmm. uh, discovered my 5th song for instance right, right. and so it's all it, it, it just compounds for him okay. so yeah that was his uh, sort, of, sort of famous story of how he just made a song a week and then yeah he gradually started uh, being more yeah creating by the bulk basically yeah yeah, yeah. That is possible. There becomes an issue in a case like that with quality. How do you retain high quality over? I guess that's publishing once a week. For I guess that, I guess that's pretty much um, irrelevant because it's more rap, right? So contemporary rap is Oof. just something melodic, a beat, and then mm. yeah, lyrics. I, I don't know. That sounds a bit critical. Too much uh, regarding rap. But I think there hip-hop. are a lot of options. If you are an English speaker, I think there are a lot of options. So you don't even have to create any melodies or, or lyrics. You just go to a generator on the internet. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a bit basic, I would say. But aren't most contemporary no, rap lyrics no, basic? No, no. I would say not. You look at um, uh, what's his name, the guy, um, the famous rapper. He won the Pulitzer Prize. Pulitzer Prize? Yes, yes. Uh, um, um, most famous one. God, I know. Drake? So. No, but probably. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just googling then uh, rapper yes. winning Pulitzer. Yeah, I Prize. should remember. When this. was that? Um, two years ago now. An American one winning. Pulitzer. Kendrick yeah, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, exactly who I'm thinking about. What year was this then? Two years ago, roughly, right? I guess, yeah, 18. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, that kind of changes the whole. That but kind do of you shows. Like it, but do you like any Kendrick Lamar song? I don't. I don't. Uh, no, because um, I don't connect so much to his tunes and his voice. But if we're talking about lyrics. Winning a Pulitzer Prize is as big as you can go. I thought Pulitzers were, were from for journalistic efforts. N- apparently not only. I also thought that, and then I read that he won it, and I learned something new. So, okay, so I guess then it's also po- for poetry then. Yes, exactly. Which, let's be honest, how much people are paying attention to poetry nowadays. They, Which means there might not have been any competition Real I believe I believe they they give it away every year. I believe it's a yearly, so I need oh, the bar. Still, poetry, come on, poetry. <laughs> well, okay, uh, it's still the fact that a rapper, an American rapper, um, so. it's a quirky fact. Yes, 
but it's but Eminem winning an Oscar is more impressive. <laughs> well, yes, Eminem winning an Oscar, uh, Kendrick Lamar winning the Pulitzer Prize. It kind of shows that we're in an era where rap is and hip hop are a lot more significant than other forms of music, and the lyrics in them might be more significant and more relevant than a lot of other mainstream music for the critics, but not for the listeners. I'm not sure. I've been to a Kendrick Lamar uh, show. I was saw him in festival in Portugal roughly three, four years ago. Mm. Um, I'm not a, again, I'm not a huge fan, but it was a good performance. And obviously the crowd knew every single word. Okay. Because of social media. It's a, it's but, a but sort the of fans, thing. but they're fans. They know the words. I think what do you they're, mean? they're casual fans most of the time. No, 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 no. In the, in the shows, at least the show that I saw, which was a festival show, they were, they were big fans of him. What people, what gave them away as big fans? They knew every single word of the song. I mean, you don't you don't uh, learn songs by heart if you're not a big fan, especially mm. rap songs, which have quite a lot of words, quite a lot of lyrics. I mean, you can't say that's a easy, you know, that yeah, person. But, yeah, but you are saying basically that tens of thousands of people knew every line, which is probably a little bit it was too enthusiastic. It was to say. well, it wasn't, they wasn't probably tens knew of the, thousands. They probably knew the hook. Mm. No, 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 listen, not everybody, okay? Yeah, yeah. That is true. But the people in the front of the stage, the few hundreds oh, right, or 1,000, yeah, 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 okay. the, the place of... The, the, there are many the, people who knew the lyrics. Cool. A big enough number. A big cool. enough number. And I'm sure there's a big enough number at home. I wouldn't rule out the importance of the lyrics when you we're talking about rap music. Okay. So I would say it's more important even. Correct. Yes. Originally, yes, but I still once, think so. once once uh, once it became more of a hip hop dominated culture, it was more the tune. I believe. I still believe it's both. I think you cannot create one without the other. It's I think there are plenty of ridiculous lyrics, but just great, nice beats. Sure, possible, but a lot more. And I would say the, what we call pop music. Hmm. So the relevance of lyrics there are even less important. Because they, they usually are about the same topics, right? Well, many, many common topics. Yes, that is true. But even the number of words are smaller. There, there's um, the hook is a lot more, and the, the you know the refrain of the verse are a lot more relevant mm. than the entirety of a song. Mm. Um, I was uh, there's a lot of um, you know how Spotify does this behind the, the lyrics thing if you use Spotify it shows yeah. okay well they have this um, part where it shows you like that um, they don't do the lyrics they don't do like other apps where it shows you all the lyrics instead mm. they show behind the lyrics and some explaining some references in songs oh. and it becomes a lot more important even in rap songs i listen to a lot of kanye west for instance the old or the new the mainly older stuff all right newer stuff as well doesn't change it what? a lot of no not that the music did change doesn't change my point that's okay. what it meant um the, the a lot of references that you would not get unless you dive into it yeah because it's of, of a particular culture exactly and of a particular topic that you might not know yeah yeah and that kind of shows you the 
the growth, I would say, the intensity or the, the, the hidden words or the hidden meanings behind the lyrics, meaning they're still it's mostly slang though. relevant. For, for it's, but it's also references. He might be referring to you know something that happened in actual life to him, you know, if, yeah. you know or stuff like that. That if you didn't follow social media or the news, you may not have heard. You might be referring to another song. A lot of the references are very intelligent, very smart. Um, they're not, you know, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan won the, uh, the Nobel Prize for what? For literature. Uh, for literature, yes. Hmm. Um, what three years ago now? I think, and. I would not. I don't think his lyrics are a lot more meaningful. I don't think it's well. Okay, it's a bit ridiculous to compare Bob Dylan to modern rap music, but there is a certain relevance, even more so, to to rap music in the decade that we live in. Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize mainly on music that he wrote in the sixties. Mm. That's the main reason he won. He still makes amazing music. But all you can see the the committee in the Nobel Prize committee referring and talking about to the great music that he did in the sixties. Mm. So he won it mainly um, based on that. I believe that in many ways modern rap music is a lot more relevant to society now than anything else, mm. and a lot of it because of the lyrics. That's a stretch, isn't it? Because <sighs> you could definitely find some great lyricists who actually pay very very close attention to what they say and how they say it sure but most probably are just driven by but melodics you don't, you don't necessarily need a majority you don't sometimes it's enough to have one two three four, oh sure five. i mean you can always appreciate the outliers well sure but in this case it's the most uh famous one even uh, we're talking about kendrick lamar being one of the biggest rap stars now in well, truth be told, music. I, I, see, I think there are certain categories of people who might get him on a, on a certain level. And since he was um, sort of protege of Dr. Dre, mm -hmm. he got the potential to actually be so famous. I think other than that, he might be just, you know, your everyday rapper from Compton. Could be. That could Cause be. Because I, I, I think... When you listen to certain, I don't know, Jay-Z songs, right? right? You understand why he became so popular and influential as a as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are certain Jay-Z songs where you say, yep, that's a, a nice uh, hook, a nice line, a nice beat, everything, right? Sure. With him, with Kendrick Lamar, it's just, huh? I don't, am I missing something? Which is, well, I think it's a generational thing, but it's also a, a specifically cultural thing because I think even though many people would like to believe themselves as uh, some enjoyers of a broad spectrum, I think there are certain preferences. And I, I guess it's like Nike and Adidas, right? Mm -hmm. You don't usually see people wearing Nike shoes and Adidas uh, trousers. It okay. happens, it happens, right? But still, I think if you are Nike, you are Nike. And if you are Kendrick, you are Kendrick. Hmm. I, it's like Apple and Windows. Yeah, but those are... It's but not only different brands. Yeah, but that's the brand of music. I you know. identify with a certain symbolic figure, whether it be a logo or a certain performer. 
because there there might be uh, young girls who like uh, Miley Cyrus better than Taylor Swift. Okay. And then again, a lot of our uh, vice versa. Mm. But yeah, but those are both brands like Britney and Christina all over again. <laughs> Uh, that is true, but that's yeah. That has a lot more to do with marketing than sort of with, or maybe just the natural tendencies. Because marketing would be to actually establish uh, only the availability, right? But the preference uh, and the choice. All right, maybe uh, sometimes really? it happens subliminally. I don't know. Well, but I, what I mean is to push it. Yeah, but what the, I mean is customer. many, many. For instance, Britney fans. Mm have heard of Christina and her music yeah. and still they make the conscience uh, conscientious no they make the uh, actual choice right to, but that's, for Britney. That, that's a lot more similar to what happens in sports I would say when you yes, know, when you're yes. a football fan or basketball right. fan right. you use support a, you as a German team. no sure right. exactly right. and you support one team because you're against the other team but I don't feel like it's the same in necessarily in music. I don't think you're a Kanye fan and then, yeah, not Dr. Dre instead. I think there was a time... It doesn't happen in, in other art um, categories either. Oh, like, no, um, I think in many categories it, it happens because people like to associate with a certain type of style. Maybe. Maybe you have a preference of Dostoevsky versus Tolstoy, but you know, you're not, it's not like you're rooting for Dostoevsky and you, it's not like you hate Tolstoy now. It's well, not it's as a, strong. It's a, yeah, it's a bygone era for them, but I think... Yeah, when, you can find the probably... Uh, I think when it was, let's say in art, I think uh, Andy Warhol was one of the last artists Mm. who actually got people pretty much divided some thought it is some type of art right and some thought it's just rubbish yeah right yeah but see there are preferences there everybody's on a spectrum right mm. and it's just who can push the buttons for those people towards one or the other hmm i think for, it's for, for music the same because if you if you just boil it down i think like everything physical Right. Music has its limits and spectrums, hmm. and the, and the choice for music as well has its limits and its spectrums. That could be true, but at the same time, I don't know. That's that feels a little bit of a stretch I, that you would have such a strong preference. Well, because here's an example: I wouldn't imagine somebody liking very much Kendrick Lamar, right, and then going to a scooter concert. Okay, but those are different. But it might happen. I'm just saying I don't expect it. Okay. Right, but I expect, for instance, somebody liking Kendrick Lamar and going to a Jay Z concert. So those are not. But the, in your what you said before, those are supposedly competitors. Jay Z and Kendrick. Yes. I think they're just uh, no, not really competitors. The choice for them might be competing with other choices, other alternative choices. Yeah. And I think those choices are attached to certain symbolisms or identifications with certain right. values, attitudes, some type of self-branding. Okay, so we're talking about choosing a genre or choosing a preference, uh, preferential artist within the genre? I'm not sure about genres anymore because I think there are no real boundaries for genres. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it was... still give it, awards by genres. Which Grammy is weird, right? Happened. Because last year there was the case for the... What's it called? Uh, 
Old Town, Old Town Road. Okay. Right? Because at first they didn't want to admit that it might be a country song. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like a hip-hop song, totally. Yeah. But it has some elements, right? And after they got the... Uh, which what's, what, what's the father of, uh, of Miley Cyrus? Billy Ray? Yep. Yeah. So once, once the, they got him on, mm-hmm. sort of the community uh, acknowledged that it might be a country song. Which is ridiculous because the song was the same. Yeah, well, see, I think those are breaking sort of purely arbitrary boundaries. I wouldn't say purely arbitrary. You're not gonna place uh, classical music in a hip hop genre. I mean, I guess you could. You would be very much stretching the definitions. Yeah, but but what's the definitions? Who makes them? society uh, people who have decided so I mean if you have a classical uh, music piece let's say some concerto from a right 1800 composer mm-hmm. if you put a kick drum under it it changes okay. right sure yeah but it's not hip-hop but it's not far from hip-hop sure uh, so have, uh, yeah that those are uh, sort of mixed or fusion what we call yeah even though they might be time-wise really really far apart they might be connected through some type of similarities yes, yes but which we are probably not mo- which we probably don't know yet all of them well we haven't defined all of them yes but we do have certain definitions that we can use to make it easier for us as a society linguistically and culturally isn't it mostly for those who need to um, shelf it, as in radio and and promotion? Also, also that, but I think also just for for us as people, so we can discuss, so we can talk about stuff. So you know, I can talk with you and you ask you what kind of music you like, and you will be able to give me a sort of answer, if mm-hmm. not entirely accurate, point me in the right direction. Yeah, that Same. As, as an approximate uh, yes. gauge. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I agree with that. It's not necessarily one hundred percent accurate, and that's why when you ask a lot of time people what kind of music do you like, they answer everything mm-hmm. because they don't know the exact definition, which is fine. But at the end of the day, everybody has some sort of preference. If you dig deeper if you build a sort of uh, make them compile you know a list or fill out an algorithm they will come up with an answer for you similar to how people who say i like to eat everything well you still have a preference don't you so hmm i think it's similar yeah but when you but when you go into let's say nutrition Mm -hmm. i think you could actually make the point that it's more more flexible than people actually are, are aware of so they their 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 view or their mm-hmm. their comment about something might not be uh, really educated right right it's just that yeah sometimes people don't don't have the right tools to describe their own criteria or their preferences that is very much true yes and i think it, yeah, it applies to most um or a lot of categories in life that we don't really know how to specify and maybe in the future there would be some type of a measurement for let's say mm, the emotional emotional um aspect of music Mm -hmm. and maybe it turns out yeah that actually people are more inclined for Hmm. not 
specifically the genre but actually just the emotional impact and so maybe if you would put that into the algorithms of spotify right it would turn out that they recommend you all sorts of genres yeah Yeah, i mean they're already trying to do that there are algorithms to you know you insert gloomy um sad rainy and you would get a specific kind of music according to that those would probably just specific keys keywords yeah, yeah of course um but yeah you could gauge it better of course but but algorithm spotify is constantly learning as well is it so, yeah of course it's it gives you suggest- suggestions just like you know netflix as such it will Net- build uh, i think netflix becomes terrible by the day more terrible by the day. Well, uh, pff, i don't know either either they just try to skimp on something mm-hmm. or they just have another plan coming they're trying i don't know i haven't noticed a big difference to be honest from when i started using netflix till now it seems you, which point. language do you use uh english i guess oh yeah so, but hmm? it really depends on what content you watch i mean the the suggestions are given according to the content well here's the thing it used to be the case that you couldn't go wrong with a netflix movie although right. so it seems Nowadays it says who who greenlighted this nonsense. Well, that's also because they're producing a lot more. Yeah, that's there. what I mean. But they still are putting those uh, content uh, items into your suggestions into that same feed, of course. right? Which makes you it's it's almost like they are devaluing their own value. Hmm. Uh, in certain ways, yes. But part of the idea is to to push as much content as the, of their own. Yeah. Um, towards you and not foreign content so if they're making an adam sandler film the last one uncut gems is supposed to be great by the way did you see it i have not yet i saw it i pressed uh the (laughs) really thumbs down (laughs) because i i get why it would be a different type of adam sandler movie right right? but i don't get the storyline I, well, I understand it, but it seems so corny okay. in so many respects. Right. It's just—it's not a real drama mm. in that sense, right? Because that should have Ever. some some type of element of surprise and actually emotions. Okay. But those are just no, many. No spoilers, corny. please. Well, technically, if you will, will watch it in I the will, future, I, I think there is no way to actually to spoil anything okay. because there is no real concurrent storyline. Okay. It's just more of a. Have you seen the film Snatch? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Think just, about Snatch, ago. but just just piss on it, right? And then put, light it on fire. Right. So you might get so sort of it's it's almost like it it's a wannabe Guy Ritchie movie. Okay. Huh. Yeah, early Guy Ritchie. Ritchie I guess we're talking about yeah. Because it's 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 related to those type of. Uh, uh, type of people type of cultures right just in new york basically Mm. but yeah i don't know why but somehow i think when you when it comes to the big production movies there is a big difference whether or not the director has his own vision for certain things to look and uh, to get the impression of certain scenes right but i have to say you're in the seem to be in the minority there i mean it did get good reviews so some other have people have you seen have you seen other things that they review either favorably like. or negatively and then it's just who so who was the one reviewing 
and then they find out oh these are just people who prefer these types of things that type of things they are more woke than others yeah all of those things a lot now is is just the the um, you know the whole gathering of ideas the fact that you have things like rotten tomatoes where it shows you a percentage uh, score i don't know about that is based on i don't that. know about regular movies but i've heard that for instance you probably have heard of the comedian dave Chappelle. yeah that his last stand-up special yeah, was reviewed purely negatively sure and then they tried to make a public poll Okay. It was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, they have that. Uh, yeah, the, the, they've got like on Rotten Tomatoes now, they've got like audience score and critic score yeah. uh, to show you the difference. But, Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I don't really trust American reviewers. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I wouldn't misjudge them according to their nationality. No, no. I mean, America is a sort of a special place nowadays because it seems to me lots of things that shouldn't be related are related to politics mm-hmm. and and, okay. and and cultural idealism and cultural ideologies okay so because i remember have you seen the film assassin's creed no it's supposed to be according to a video game right right and yeah, i remember I as a kid i I played, I think, the first one, okay. which was pretty interesting. It's like a Prince of Persia type of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, game. Pretty interesting. Um, set out in, I think, 1600s of Spain, mm-hmm. sort of like that, right? Somehow or another, those Hollywood producers decided, yeah, sure, there was probably an Asian and an African dude as well. Right. So they put a Negro and an Asian dude, like the... Like the the second and third main character okay and right which makes it so believable right when you think about middle 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 medieval uh, spain yeah at the same time does it have to be that's that okay two two i don't i don't mind uh, certain well look if they have those type of um well not poetic licenses but artistic licenses yeah. right to make it yeah i want to know the intention because the only real justification for it would mm-hmm. be to make it more artistically pleasing whether or not it's subjective but still but if you put in a, into a production certain mm-hmm. types of minorities it seems to me you are just uh, concerned about uh, politics which is uh, it's, a, it's a killer for art but if supposedly you're doing it for a good cause that inclusion does not not make up for the inaccurate historical so but if you make a certain art piece a tool for policy for social engineering right it seems to me that's not art anymore art is for the on well, we're, we're, we're first of all we're looking at a at a video game as art, which is debatable. Well, if you would think of it as a pure product of people's imaginations and focused work, yes, but it serves a different purpose. I mean, it, it is first and foremost a game, and for entertainment. entertainment. But yes. art, money times is entertainment, right? Yes, but it you can have more. Um, you can be a bit more liberal, I would say, with it. Uh, you don't have to be as strict. With as... games or with... What do you mean, with art? No, with, with yeah, with a video game. The fact that your product is sort of playable makes means in many cases that perhaps you don't have to stick to 
historical accuracy at all. I mean, you can put dragons in there, nobody would mind, you know. Yeah. Dragons are fine, you know. Yeah. There's no historical accuracy yeah. behind that here's either. A, here's the thing. If that narrative would be that uh, everything goes right. and we are not in a real uh, historical context, yes, I would understand that. Because those are the parameters of the whole story. Yeah. Right? Okay. But the whole story was that you are living currently Oh no, maybe in a little bit in the future, right? But they have this awesome technology okay. that can put you back in time, right? Right. So everything was at least for the game particular to that time, which means all right, if you, they send you to seventeen hundred, everything will be like seventeen hundred, right? And then you get seventeen hundred, and all of a sudden in the movie you see like the California liberal uh, yeah. people around. It's not really accurate, right? I don't mind that if the storyline would actually be artistic, but it's so well compellingly polit politics, right? Which which makes a big difference. There was. Uh, have you ever watched um, Deadwood? It's a TV series. They nope. made a movie now, I think, kind of. But um, yeah, Deadwood is about um, westerns. It's a western sort of TV series. So it happens in the you know the U.S. Uh, Wild West and so such. Yeah. They use some historical characters, mainly uh, they use Buffalo Bill, um, and they kind of followed that historical um, path. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the characters were sort of made up or based on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that people um, or that the producers mentioned or the director was that they, they used cursing. Um, so people swear it, you know, in the TV series. Mm -hmm. But the way they swore it was uh, modern. So, you know... For the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it for the audience because you can't... It would look ridiculous if they, they spoke, you know, swear it with, you know, back in the day. Which is actually not true, cursing. right? Because the audience is not that dumb. Sure, but they felt like the audience would not connect, and which they made an artistic decision. Yes, yes and which at is the totally end, fine. yeah, I think at the end of the um, every chapter, you know, they they would use um, modern music as well. So that there would be a song from modern mm. times. So people were also mentioning that that it doesn't fit. And, yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the credits. You're also the fact that there's uh, all these people making it is obviously part of the show yeah. or part of the fact of creation of the show. So yes, that's. That was that was a case where the creator actually had the audience in mind. Yes. Purely the audience. And they're actual enjoying the material, thinking about, all right, if I do this, they might enjoy it more because, right. it's, because it's more accustomed to them. But I think it's similar in your example. I can see why the, it might be... The policy aspect of the movie was, I guess, the ideology, uh, ideologic yeah. aspect is... If we put a black dude and an Asian, I think, yeah. woman, then probably minorities will feel more represented in movies. Sure. Which and is, that is... Which is pretty nonsensical to me because minorities feel represented in everyday life. So you might as well want to see your minorities in, in places where you actually have real mm. life things to do, right? Because just to say that we have minorities... We need to have minorities represented in artistic pieces just for the sake of it means that you are putting a lid on artistic freedom Oof. or at least you put the pressure on the creator because the pro probably the creator had in mind something different 
and then some type of uh, manager character says no no we need to put some minorities in there mm-hmm. right? which makes it a little bit confusing because the creator didn't have the intention to do that yeah right um that's the that's that, censorship well yes but there might be the only way to include them because it's more likely that you'll make a sort of uh, computer game about that aspect it's less likely that there's going to be a computer game about 1400s in africa everybody's black and nothing happens you know that there's no history no known history about that mm-hmm. so it's less likely that they will be represented yeah but see the thing is you if you sometimes have, certain, have to forcefully include them if you have a certain context for an artistic piece there's there's no need for ideology except if it's meant for propaganda uh, we, yeah. First of all, it might be meant for sales. Sales is not exactly the same as propaganda. If we're if looking you, at it for economical, the, if you have the data, yeah, if you have the data that shows that audiences enjoy more if they see blacks and Asians in movies, I get it. But there's no such thing. Oh, right? I'm sure they said data. It's, it's it's mostly no. It's mostly the same as with uh, what's it called? Um, what's what is the policy called? Affirmative action. Yeah. Because there is no real need for it. Okay. There's perceived need for it, which is different, right? Okay. It's, not, it's not like the free market has spoken and said, yeah, yeah, we need some type of privileges and discrimination against but where It has been concluded that uh, the free market will not do it. And thus, <laughs> we as a society have to forcefully include. Which is sort of ideologic. Yeah, but and not necessarily is, the wrong ideology. And no, no, but that is social everyday engineering. Okay. All right. So Would why it? involve art if if your main goal is not just propaganda? Art should be art as it is. But it's not, again, it's not exactly. It's it's tempting art. to use art for more than just the sake of it. But we've done that before. We've a lot of art pieces were not real. Not to mention, if we talk about art, we can we no, can real switch. Art is never real. Yeah, then you're talking about historical accuracy within art. Yeah, because the artistic piece is not related to the uh, whole thing, but a certain aspect of it. Right? Yeah, the art per se would have no issue with it because art can be whatever it wants to. There's no. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but, but see, the thing is, if you are an artist. And you need to make compromises, not because you feel that's more relatable to the public or just uh, more be- or better for you your, your, as, an, as the creator. Sure. But because somebody tells you, to, no, 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 we need to put this like this because we want it. See? And then it becomes an issue of what's more important. One could say that it's more important to help minorities than it is to retain historical accuracy. Mm, and the assumption being that uh, portraying them in movies is well, helping them. The, uh, well, if we're taking that as a given, if we are taking that, if we're not taking that as a given, then the uh, discussion is something else. Yeah. Does this help them or not? That's yeah. a different discussion. For the sake of this argument, we have to assume that it does help. So you're you're assuming that it helps, and then you have to think: okay, what's more important, uh, helping minorities or retaining? Um, artistic freedom of the artists but do you need to assume it 
for this argument yes otherwise the argu otherwise argument is different otherwise the argument is is it helpful or not not about the artistic freedom of the artist that's a diff two different arguments in my opinion why wouldn't it be the artistic freedom in this in both cases because for rather because you've got a sort of first you've got the argument about whether it's helpful or not if it's not helpful if you to whom to the minorities to the people who are not represented about. but no no but what i mean is it's to the society let's it's say. first first and foremost an art piece right right so do we have to put into it any type of who benefits from it yes because from art, from art? No, from the inclusion of minorities in places that they would not normally be included or for the inclusion of them in society. So who comes first, the art or the policy? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, there's no exact answer to that. It's mm. not that clear cut in my opinion. I mean, it is quite, if we're talking from a liberal point of view, then it is quite important, I would say, to have minorities better represented in society. Now, you could that, that you could say, okay, we'll, we'll do the historical accuracy of this video game the way it should be, mm -hmm. but we'll also create a video game about Korea in 1200s. But that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have a video game about Korea in 1200s, less likely, okay, because it's not going to sell. Funny enough, I think in Korea it would be likely. It would be, but uh, you've got a world market. And the U.S. is sort of creating most of these games and they do come from the West. Mm -hmm. So the white person is more likely, if we're staying with historical accuracy, to be represented. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You put them where they shouldn't be. Now, it might not be historically accurate, um, fair. Mm -hmm. But it might be important to do so. It All might right. be more important. All right, I'll give you this one, right? But okay. then, where is the boundary? Because I remember, I think, in America, yeah. they they actually censured the Huckleberry Finn okay. original text. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's been an issue on and off. It which was is, taken off away from libraries, and it yeah, was yeah, banned which is, times. Which is, it is ridiculous, right? No, not entirely. I wouldn't say so. Hmm. It's are, highly but, offensive but, towards, towards a, a minority. I think it's highly representative. Of the times, yes. Yeah, that's about it. It's, well, still, there's, that's the important thing. Like, it's like trying to erase history. Well, which, which, is, which is a ridiculous uh, attempt. Because all those regimes who tried it were almost always totalitarian right. and failed. Sure. Except China, I guess, nowadays, right? I suppose so, yes. Because China does make its own history books, right? Yes. I, I don't know enough about that, but... As far as I understand, yeah, they, they teach certain uh, historical events specifically different than it would be t taught otherwise. But, uh, you know, what they say, history is always written by uh, the winners, not the losers. Well, but I mean... We're also learning Western history in many well, cases. Well, yeah, but what I mean is, that, let's say, a certain event took place... And nobody's arguing about the intentions. It just took place. Yep. Take some, uh, some, for instance, somebody got shot. Right. Right. If they erase such things, because uh, I think the, there are no history books of about Tanyam Square yeah, in yeah, China. Sure. Yes. Um, 
That's a bit different, though. If we go back to to Huckleberry Finn, for example, that's a that's a good example. That's if if it might be more important not to offend certain minorities, especially one who have been under the boot of the oppression of the white man for hundreds of years, and now you tell them, well, you know. Why, but why would you say offend? Because offending would means that somebody actually. What intentionally? Well, but it doesn't have to be intentional. No, no. But, but wouldn't you say that there are a lot of black people who just don't give a, uh, anything about it? There is, but they have. So they are not offended, right? I suppose. But still, we are protecting them. Well, from something that doesn't offend them. Theoretically, you would have to. Uh, so we are actually presumptuous enough to say that we are better judges than they no, about no. what should offend them. No, theoretically, yes, you would have to have some sort of poll to see if the majority of black people find it offensive. The uh, most likely case is they will tell you, yes, this book is highly offensive. Why wouldn't you just assume that those who say so are the minority unless they prove that they are the majority? Because it's that would be fairly democratic, right? You allow the population to actually voice their opinion, but if it's a small but loud minority, it should stay as a small and loud minority. Well, but that's because social media and Twitter, all those things, true. they just sort of expand the possibility to attract attention. True, but it might be still a, just a small minority. But in many cases, that's why we have a representative system. Your elected official decides for the people who was he was elected for. That depends on, I guess, the, the system of the government, yeah, of yeah. course. But it is more or less accurate for most countries. Nobody does, you know, poll except for cases like Brexit or such. Most of the decisions are done by elected officials, yeah, right? Yeah. Any form of government these yeah. days in the Western yeah. world. Yeah, you you also don't do that. You can't you can't just say. Okay, let, let's count how many people don't like it and do like it. But see, that's that would be a great way. I agree. But that's the beauty of it. If it's a representative system, then you would only have to have the majority of that representative institution, right? No, because we are trying to we are trying to to give voice to the minority. Well, you can actually hear them out. Yes, and that's but about it. Well, I mean, we're also trying to. No, that's maybe more than hear them out. It used out. to be the case that of you course. don't allow somebody to voice their opinion. Of course, but no, we're trying to not just voice it, but to not that make it heard, but also take it into account. All right, so what would happen if somebody is offended by a text, somebody isn't? And the third person actually wants every historical text to be accurate, to stay, to stay accurate. So there are also three different interests. It, it is a problem yeah, yeah, and if you and if you give that minority a bigger value so to speak you are saying yo, your opinion doesn't count well in democratic systems sometimes it's more important to protect the minority that's the I part of that is part of the job of the majority I think democracy is explicitly no. about the majority no 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 you can't basically you look at the totalitarian no, no, think, regimes uh, no no I think I think honestly democracy is about the majority with with uh, protection think, of the minority if, if 55% of the population decide uh, to kill 45% then we would say no you can't do that right that we are there are some... I think if you are calling it a democracy it should be the case 
<coughs> well, with, the, I think democracy was just, just purely a ma- major m- majoritarian system. Well, I think so. Maybe it according to Greek. You can, you can, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can make it a qualified system, and so you have to put another criteria in it. Modern, uh, sure. Modern democracy does not give absolute rights to the majority. It doesn't work like that. Absolute rights. Yeah, not you can't. Not everything goes. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, because there are certain individual rights that are being protected since the seventies. Yes, for instance, human rights. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. But see, that's the but that's just the uh, the protection level. Meaning, some nobody can either. Even if it's the majority, nobody can infringe on your certain human basic rights. And <clears throat> not just the not just the human basic rights. For instance, you take a offensive. You cannot offend people. Just because you isn't offensiveness be uh, pretty subjective? <laughs> it is, but there are some things that we agree upon as a society. By now, it is. It is. People like Trump or hate Trump. So who, yes. who is agreeing on what? Yes, not everything we agree on, but some things we agree about. It is considered there are hate crimes, for instance. Yeah. There is a definition of a hate crime. You cannot use even verbal hate crimes. You cannot use certain slurs. It is illegal by law to do so. Yeah, yeah. But those are pretty slim, defined oh, yeah. rules. I, I agree. Yeah. But, but they do exist. We have agreed upon as a society. Yes. Well, that kind of shows that it's not necessarily subjective. I don't, I don't, it say, I don't say that the principle isn't there. I, I'm just saying the principle is usually the lowest possible standard not the highest possible because the highest possible has no boundaries okay the boundaries only at the low level not the up because it could be a total domination of control of words and even thoughts if yeah, possible, yeah 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 right? of course otherwise of course and that's that's what we have to balance that's what we're talking about political correctness some of it is good some of it is bad there's no clear line have you been to russia I have been to Russia, yes. Don't you think that political correctness is nonsense? No, no, I don't. Because there are, there's not. just, I think political correctness used to be what's called politeness. To just be polite, civil. But we have found out through a few thousand years of human uh, societies that we're not very good at getting along with each other. That's the problem. And that when you give absolute power to some people, they will use it badly. Yeah, but very much. A, yeah, so. yeah, but but that's the point of uh, uh, living and checks and systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just uh, making mistakes and learning. Well, we're trying to perhaps not make the same mistakes, and we're putting down rules that might be a bit too much, perhaps to some. But maybe it's more important not to be offensive than to be allowed absolute uh, freedom to say everything you want. Maybe. See, see, that's uh, that's I think where the biggest difference is. I think that mentality comes from the fact that technologically in the last 10 years they probably made more improvements than in the last 2 million years. Okay. Right? That is. So we kind of think that as a society we can make in 10 years some type of improvements that are similar compared to the last past uh, the, the past of human existence, which is not true because people are bound to certain physical uh, circumstances which unless you change those you won't change the, the people yes but we have perhaps learned but the to culture better... yeah the culture can be altered 
Yeah, and that's, sure. that's all we're trying to do, even by political correctness. If you want to do it uh, as a sort of controlled, um, not an experiment, but a controlled process, yes, you should be first and foremost assured that you are that you know everything that's related to the outcome. But you never know. That's the way we have so no. The, so that's the point. You set low. You set you set the minimum boundaries, which I, are which are the the rights that nobody can infringe upon. But you don't try to make the high. But that's debatable. What standards. is the minimum? Mm, I guess it's debatable up to the point where you can just define that certain standards have been established due to um, courts. Okay. And and uh, precedents, because uh, I mean Rosa Parks changed something yes. for civil society, right? So that's so it's an event that changes the society, because the society, after a certain hiccup, actually does use the system to change certain rules and uh, behaviors. What's what is punishable, what is not, right? right. But those are the minimums. Because the the point was that you don't actually uh, tell them what, where to sit. In, yeah, in but that, that's what we're talking about. You're not allowed to, even though you're a majority, you can't just tell people it is illegal to do so. Segregation was uh, the deemed yeah, illegal. Yeah, but see, that's the, that's the physical aspect of you uh, being in a certain room or, or, or transport. Mm -hmm. right? But when you come to, well, yeah, we do allow free speech, but not in this way, right? The minimum is don't insinu uh, uh, insinuate violence, right? Don't don't crea create create uh, unmistakable havoc. But when it comes to those uh, trigger words, right. stuff like that, it becomes corny. Those trigger words are because they can change and probably will change. And we can update ourselves. And we then, can and then, update that dictionary as well if and necessary. Then, and then that's the the friction of cultures because if uh, an English dude will, would go to America and say I want a fag, right? It would be totally different. Sure. Yeah. But that's that's specific uh, examples. Well, if you write into a certain rule, don't say the word, it applies. Yeah. True. And, and, and if you and if you write, don't say the word unless you're British. Then you leave out many people who could use it. Uh, yeah, well, for, first of all, I think by now any British person knows not to go to the US and say it. Any adult Brit would know that. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I don't think that most people are like you and me. I think we have a pretty much blurred understanding how other people are viewing the world. It's, but it's that, w w the example you gave now is common knowledge, though. That is I think tricky. common knowledge I, I is not so common, right? I don't know. Especially if we give, if we're going to an example, okay, of someone, a British person traveling to the U.S. This is most likely someone who's what middle class. He would know. The likelihood is uh, is high. Yes, I agree. Yes, yeah. I understand your point, though. I, I'm not gonna nitpick here too much on this example. Um, but yes, we don't we don't create. We don't create this. Uh, you're given an example to, to set it as false, but the example that you've given is the least likely example. Okay, Might you've be. given an yeah. example of something that doesn't work, but there is a million other examples that could work. There are a million other uh, swear words that you know are not so you can't give that example to. Mm. 
And because one doesn't work, you can't rule out the rest. Oh no, but what I mean is that if you have a certain example, it means that there are more things to consider than just just an overarching yes, no, black, white uh, attempt. Sure, and that's fine. If that British person, this example, goes to the US and says that, then... Yeah, but see, that's that's my point when it comes to the Huckleberry Finn. The only the only intention for that was to actually assume that an unidentified person will be so offended that it will hinder his quality of life, which is total, not, totally ridiculous. Not really, because not the person doesn't have it doesn't have to be of someone offended. It's about keeping that word within the society sort of you have to remember huckleberry finn for instance is being taught to children there is a problem we're teaching uh, that that's a normal word to children in the 21st can century you, can you look up a dictionary and find the word i suppose so and a dictionary might tell you that it's offensive wikipedia will likely tell you so but still the word the word, word is just a word that you can find I suppose so, but you can find most of the swear words in the English language. They don't come from uh, nowhere. They are considered, uh, a lot of them are considered yeah, offensive. Yes, but if somebody has put them in uh, his literary work, nobody's trying to uh, delete the F word. Well, it depends, yeah, depends which word. No, no, I mean just a regular book, for instance, that has some swear words in it. Sure. They are left in it. Yes, one of the reasons, uh, the problematic issue with Huckleberry Finn is, again, because it's a children's book, or deemed so by a lot of people. And it is taught in the American curriculum a lot of times to children and given to children. Well, so why not just eradicate it from the curriculum? You could do that. That's an option. Eventually, it was not banned, by the way. It was never banned. It was just a proposal that came up. You know, mm-hmm. eventually, society did decide this is going too far. So you're giving it a, this is an example of how society sometimes does balance it. The fact that someone brought it as a proposal and society said no kind of shows that political correctness works, that it's not automatic. It shows yeah, yeah, that we do I mean. know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You sure. have you have the chance to voice your opinion. Yeah, but you have to make it so compelling that it's just a no-brainer. I agree, but it's not. I, I don't agree that it's such a, um, an easy decision to make. I don't agree that it should be automatic. That like, no, sorry, we're not gonna consider your opinion. We should consider this opinion. We should take it into account, and then we should decide. That's an extreme. That's an extreme because you know that people have ridiculous ideas many times, which we could say in the first second you hear them, yeah, that's ridiculous. I know, but this, uh, some, some of them you do. And some of them you should say, okay, this, is, this is actually has relevance. We should maybe consider it. We should at least bring up the debate. And one of the things that it brought is that debate, that what we're talking about now, but when it's right to censor it, when it's not. Having the debate All right. alone... If it helps to create helps. more clear uh, criteria, it's nice. But has it? I don't know. Even if it hasn't created a criteria, a certain criteria, it brought to mind the issue. It brought to the public the fact that there are books out there that use words that 
might be offensive, that might be wrong, that might be harmful, that might create, continue creating. But how come that the might be part is relevant? Because because everything is... Because it's, it's sort of like saying, well, I know somebody who was killed by a knife. So when I go inside somebody's house and I see a knife, I feel offended and scared for my life. Right? Yeah, it's, it's that, sort of logical. Uh, but then again, it's not that logical. Yeah, but it's not entirely the same. This how come the emotions, all, because the emotions this, could be real? This this specific um, um, example was meant towards a specific race. Huckleberry Finn. If you're using Negro, there, it's obviously meant towards these specific people. Well, would you say that because little there was racism could, involved? I don't know. If it's Not really, necessarily it's the just, writing of the book. It was but just a common, commonly used word, probably at that time. It, so, what what is racism? Because just a regular word cannot be racist, right? Why not? What do you mean? If you use it in a racist context, in a racist way? Yeah, but what's the ra- yeah, yeah? But what's the but saying the word nigger in uh, I don't know eighteen hundred? Yeah. Is the same as saying a black dude in the 21st century. Not necessarily. Century. There's, there's a lot of debate, by the way, about that word, about whether it was used uh, to humiliate or not people. Mostly not. No, there, there, there is a certain debate. At one point, because at one point it did become an offense. Yes, before, before it was changed. So you could say at the very beginning, maybe not the 1800s, yeah, when they took first took slaves, maybe they used that word. It's a toxin, almost like a taxonomic yes, word. Yes, yes, but we're not certain about Huckleberry Finn times, for instance. We do know, would not know about whether what if the, the author... If the storyline that uh, is that the one character is trying to humiliate it, the other one, alright, even if he's not trying to humiliate, even if he's using a word that if the if the intention has, if the intention is not clear, it means there is no inten- hostile intention, because otherwise there would be some form of proof that the intent was hostile, in the in the storyline. I mean, well, because it would be it would be so ridiculous to assume. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's some subliminally. Right? No, I mean well, humiliation. That's, a, that's subliminal, but the author can show intent by placing it. Yeah, but then when he wrote it, right. he didn't have the consideration about some people trying to figure out whether or not it's hostile or not, because at that time it was a pretty used common word. So if he would like to use it in an insulting way, he would make it clear. You're you're assuming that it was uh, because it wasn't a big deal to use that I'm, word. That that that's that's what I'm not <coughs> sure about though. At, at Mark Twain's time, yes, yes. How come? Well, I don't know exactly when it became an offense. Um, I can't tell you. Probably with the civil uh, rights movement. I'm not sure. After after Second I'm, World War, I'm not sure. I would have to I would have to read more uh, literature about the subject. That's Cause, that's cause, a question because I guess there's no real, just one year and exactly. that's it, right? But all in all, at the exactly. start the start of the twentieth century, because uh, slavery was abolished one end of nineteenth century, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So start of twentieth century, the the colloquial language was still the same, probably, because that one generation hasn't even. I would, yeah, I would assume. Uh, I would assume so, but I wouldn't be one hundred percent certain. That there was 
no offense taken by black people being called Negroes at the time. And what if they are being called, let's say, Negroes yeah. and finding that offensive? I'm not a black person. It's not my decision to make. Well, but if somebody is... Uh, if someone is call, offended... Calling, calling you Blanco. Then I might at one point... That has different connotation, though. A lot of it is connotation. A lot of it... it calling or someone, I think by connotation you mean intent. Yes, or not even intent, how society perceives that word. But there know? is no overall perception. There is a common perception, though. We, we're not, you know, we're not single people on in, an in island. A, in a local area where, where a certain everything dialect... Is, everything is global where, where a certain dialect and slang is possible, yes. Because yes. then the language is sort of bound. And so you could assume that somebody knows and understands and thinks the same. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you could mix a Californian dude with a New York dude and say that they understand the words similarly. Or that they're feel the words similarly you would have to go a bit further than california without good new york you'd have to go from california to um a baku in azerbaijan to maybe uh mm. make I don't that think a bit more because because i think the distance between new york and california and the cultural differences between them are the fair, linguistic ones are, might be smaller though especially in the I english think, language I think, the use of, not... I think the use of the words is is fairly Fairly uh, idiosyncratic. I don't know. I, I don't think you can claim innocence on such topics. Like no, uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't I'm say sorry. that they wouldn't know the options of understanding words differently. Right. But I would guess that they have some particular things that they say, which somewhere else would be perceived as almost threats. For instance, right. Whereas they use it as a, almost like endearment. That's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, it could happen, theoretically. That is true. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but there's still social aspects to everything we do. There's still the relevance of setting laws and setting common, common here's, ideas. Well, here's the weird thing. If technology has improved the past 10 years more than the past a million years and society hasn't, how much law should be changed and how fast? I don't, I don't necessarily see... You're saying that social aspects have not gained so fast in many ways or have not are I think fall, the fallen behind. I, th I think the human mind has a capacity which cannot be accelerated. But how has the um, okay? How has the advancement of technology been critical so much that we have to change our beliefs? Mm, I, can't, I can't think of many actual technology either allows you to live more comfortably, or uh, do your intended uh, actions more effectively. So but if you if you have the circumstances of technology providing you with certain comfort. You're less okay. likely to put your mind to some un unuseful things. Maybe, but if we're talking about social interaction, social interaction has not changed so much within the 10 years. Sure, we're now using social media, mm -hmm. we're online, but we're still talking, we're still using verbal words, we're still, whether we're writing them or not. Is it true? Because I think emojis are more 
many times. But emojis have meaning the same way like words do. Yes. 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you write happy or if you're using a smile. It's the same intention as people. Our but it doesn't interaction. But, yeah, but same. see, here's a here's a weird thing. <clears throat> Language has a primary function of communicating. Sure. But it probably has another function of allowing you to clear your thoughts. <clears throat> clear your thoughts. How yeah. so? Well, because to write something means you have to think about it. Okay. Uh, with uh, probably the one half of your brain that's related to logic and the structure hmm. and all those things whereas an emoji is more like a emotion driven response it's it's the same it's communication but with a different part of your brain probably i'm not sure it just <clears throat> i feel like it's more words because remember into... most most people didn't use written language up until probably 19th century okay right so uh, I don't know, but okay. Well, it would be illiteracy. Printed, was yeah, 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 Gutenberg and such, but yeah. but he still wrote. No, no, no. Most people weren't taught to write. Okay, okay. Uh, we're so. talking about global. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, the the cultural differences are being uh, made only when there's a certain tipping point reached in the society, right? Okay. So if most people can write, it means that they have some similarities in their thinking patterns. I suppose. Otherwise, so, they are just Indians. <laughs> well, we're, we're taking, and you could take the examples of earlier written script uh, from Cervantes to, um, yeah, to to the Shakespeare that were earlier. Than Some that. people did. Yes, but it used to be the case that having the ability to write was a big talent. Okay. Right, and pretty rare. Of course. Like a sound engineer, almost. Of course. Yeah. But. Um, how has this affected modern day usage of emoji? Are you saying we're falling back to non-verbal or to non-written? Yes. Because yes. uh, if you if you don't if you don't uh, consider the written language as something that's needed to communicate, which is okay. more more and more the case, you don't need to clear your thoughts. But emojis are written. No, we we'll press just, a button. It it doesn't change if you write. All right, happy can you? All right, you can you? If I if smiley. I give you a pen and a piece of paper, can you draw an emoji? Yeah, I suppose so. Probably but, the smiley, yes. But then but we okay. So we're using technology to to write those emojis. No, that we use technology to express ourselves and mostly for the emotion part, not the logical part. You couldn't make a mathematical equation with an emoji. If we are sure, but uh, that we're not. It's not the same. Well, I don't. I don't. I'm not also, saying it's the also, same. I'm saying also that language. One, you can also make a mathematical I'm, equation with. I'm saying one aspect of uh, cultural change and improvement right. is related to logical thinking. I don't think emojis don't require logical thinking. That's that's where I. Emo they require disagree. emotional thinking. I'm... We can agree that it requires thinking, but it's just what, which is the predominant part of it. Is there even is there a difference? Yes, because uh, if you would like to express joy, I can do in, some in a, words in a, in, a, in a written way. You would you would have to think: Do you use the word joy? Do I use the uh, similar alternatives? Right. If you use a emoji, you just use the emoji. Well, you still first of all you have a selection of emojis to choose from. 
you also have that. Maybe. That's the same as those are adjectives, basically, or, and, and those are synonyms. To express the emotion, yes. Yes. But not to develop your ability to think about uh, written language, which probably influences your other Emoji abilities. choice. No, no, uh, oh, your abilities okay. to actually think, because thinking is like exercising. So the less you exercise... The so supposedly the more emojis you're using, the, the less, less... you exercise. At least Oof. certain parts of your brain. Okay, perhaps, but we're not using at this point at least emojis non-stop. It comes... You and me, we, we don't. But it, I guess... Well, you're going to say younger people? No, no, I'm saying that yeah. probably if you would be 15 years, old, 15 years old, yeah, you would be well, well ahead with those emojis and well, less be, well behind with those written words. Possibly, but I don't see them as um, intellectually, um, I don't see us at least as intellectually superior. So that does not stand that test necessarily. Well, it's hard to test someone at the age of 15. Superior in certain respects, for sure. Because you would be more competent in different things relating to, for instance, sound. Right. Of course, of course. But yeah. no, we're not talking about that. But if yeah, you yeah, wouldn't, I'm, I'm, yeah, but if you wouldn't be able to write, I would say you would be less competent. But just if, because of the fact if that if I you look at fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old, my generation or younger, older generation than current fifteen-year-old, mm. I mean, okay, I can't really give you too much um, um, info on that because I don't have the data. I, I don't come in contact with fifteen-year-olds. I haven't tested them. Mm. But I would assume the differences in brain capabilities are not significant or even usage of such. Capabilities, maybe, but uh, exercised muscles. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember my generation being some sort of Einstein-level genius at the age of 15. No, no. It's, look, at one point in time, if you would have said, I can read and write, yeah. you would be a unicorn. In right. The society, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, the, through the schooling system, everybody could read and write. Right. Almost everybody. Okay. All right. So it's not a big uh, deal mm. anymore. Hard to say. It's, uh, it, it's it's not to say that those people at uh, in seventeenth no. century were stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they I, were less competent in certain respects. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, they might be. But less. they might be better cobblers than you. Of course. Yeah. Most likely. Um, yeah, that could be said about today's generation, but I guess things change anyhow Cause, cause, between cause you, generations. You, can you imagine if you would like um, finish secondary school, right. you would go to an employer, mm. and so he would ask you, well, what is your preferred position? And then he would say, yeah, I would like to be an influencer. Okay. Right? Yeah, why not? Sure. Mm. There, are, there are some, but it's a matter of whether or not it's something that could be constructively used right. for the majority or at least a bigger part of society than just yourself. Not necessarily. If we're talking about the private sector, then society I doesn't... Especially for the private sector. But society doesn't necessarily anymore work that way where you're sort of a collective trying to better Every, Everything is exchange. Everything is an exchange. Either yeah, from services, of, emotions. Yeah. A Instagram influencer gives you as well something. Yep. Just like any other profession. Un unless nobody cares about him. 
Of course, but then but you would have to find another job, obviously, to, to make money. So maybe at one point you, you should be able this. to write. I don't think they. I think you're going a bit too far with your thinking that yeah, these I'm people cannot write at all. Yeah, that is extreme. I think they will develop but that. Only, see, but that's the only way to actually gorge the preferred middle ground. Many times, well, not well. I think we can let society run its course, though. Unsupervised. But we've done so mostly till now. I mean, we're not talking about. I'm not talking about. Yeah, we were talking about regulations and rules earlier. Sure, but at the same time, uh, I feel like this will, like we, like I said before, society will find a balance, just like it has between uh, censoring books to allowing freedom of speech. So it will, at one point, give these young people a sort of push in the right direction. If they will need to learn again better to write, they will do so. I'm also assuming that, yeah, a 15-year-old me would be better at writing. I'm still not 100% certain about this, but mm. assuming so. I think, I think the balance will be restored if necessary. Just automatically or by social engineering? Just automatically, I feel. That, that is social engineering. That isn't, is social. But isn't that the counterpoint to your argument that we should actually make some rules for speech? Yes, when necessary. I feel in this example, it is not necessary. That's what we have to decide. When it is necessary and when it is not. It is not always necessary. We don't have to set regulations for everything. Mm, so it's Free always subjective. Can, yes. Yeah, it depends on the person you talk to, the person you are. Mm. Someone else might give different opinions than I. And then we have to conclude or work together as a society, even not intentionally. Also, when we, okay, well, these people, like you said, not everybody can be an Instagram influencer. And they're going to go into the, the market and they're going to have to be authors and they're going to have to be lawyers. And yeah, if they were using more smileys within... A year or a few weeks in a, a law firm they will learn again how to write and read probably before that because they will be in universities see but what happens up if up until then you have certain respect if certain aspects changed with the speech in different areas and then those people say well <clears throat> you change those so why not change the way we do uh, law, for law so why not why wouldn't I just uh, Put out some emojis in the articles, and yeah. then if somebody wants uh, to go to court, and uh, on that grounds, I would say he's discriminating, and uh, it makes me it it offends right, me. Right, right. Well, what is that film <laughs> uh, about? The future uh, stupidity, or the one I'm thinking about? It's by the guy who made The Simpsons, Matt. I don't know Futurama, but uh, no, 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 not Futurama. Maybe it's not by him. It is by him. It must be. It tells about this uh, dystopian future where everybody's um, really stupid. Ah, okay. It's like in year three thousand, and there's a guy that I think was similar to Futurama. Basically, was frozen, or I don't remember what, and he wakes up, and and in the past he was like a regular, just Ah. normal guy. Okay. In the future, he's basically a genius. Yeah. Right, because society went downhill so bad. Hmm. Yes. So that's what you're talking about. Is theoretically possible, but it is such an extreme that 
we might be overthinking it. That's that's the question. I guess every time you discuss ideas, you are running the risk of overthinking it. Sure, and the, at one point, I, but at one point when you go to extreme ideas, I can't really, I can't give you an answer. That's the problem, because it is. Yeah, you just yeah, you just can give your thoughts. Sure, sure, but we 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 are at risk of running too far ahead of something that will never happen or is unlikely to happen. What do we do in an extreme scenario like this? That's a good hypothetical question. Hmm. Um, there's no solution for that, though. There's not necessarily one. Uh, I think there are at least, solutions, at least the principles of some solutions. What, gathering? We could start banning emojis if necessary, I suppose. Because you, could. Can define, because you can define certain measurements of about certain aspects of uh, everyday life that you find more useful or more needed than the rest. Sure. So you actually define those type of um, actions by some criteria. Yeah. Because I think... If you can make speech right. with um, defined laws, right, it means you could actually define everything you want, right? Of course. Again, as a society, you don't need to decide upon every nuance. Okay. But then again, on the principles that you could actually, you should this. develop yourself in this respect, this respect, this respect. Uh -huh. Otherwise, if you are not f fully developed in this area, mm. it compromises this area, this area, this area. I okay. guess by now you could probably figure that out as a, as a society that, all right, if some people don't do that enough, mm. they're atrophied in uh, not just that aspect, but also others. Okay. And, yeah. And then we pass laws i suppose or at least guidelines guidelines okay that theoretically could work i suppose yeah. so um yeah but that's yeah that's that's the um that makes a very uh difficult distinction between utopia and dystopia that you create there as well i don't i, that, don't, I don't see the need to problematic uh, you know, you want to have control, but at the same time, you don't want to have ultimate control. That's what we're talking about. Well, think of a balanced a, society. Think of a system where somebody can prove to you that, no, no, we need to change it because then it will be in, in your interest as well. Okay. Right? So, all right. Yeah. So, there's always the challenge of one-upping. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how um, a curriculum works when, when you study, basically. Someone decides for you what you should study. In many ways, as well. It's, that's... It's, it's it's definitely the idea, but let's be honest. I mean, many times it's more of uh, getting by for everybody, not okay. just not just the who's not just the pupils, but also for those who teach. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's it's almost impossible to achieve the the stated goal if nobody has the enthusiasm or motivation to actually think about it. Okay. And, uh, and achieve it. So you're saying that we're throwing in some more populistic um, topics into the blend to make it swallowable, I guess? Palatable, yeah. sort of. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's debatable. I mean, you don't start... You're not going to start teaching about 
you know, Vietnam War just because it's a cool subject, if it has no relevance. Yeah, no. you don't need to do something just because you can. Right. Right. You have to have... Because physics, again, is the limiting factor. We don't have unlimited time. Yeah. We don't have unlimited space. So, right. yeah, we it means we shouldn't have unlimited uh, just... Uh, well, unlimited uncontrolledness. Hmm. We should have some type of freedom, right? But we would need some guided freedom. Yeah. That's basically how our society worked till now. I see no reason why we don't continue with this form. It's not really. I mean, the, when you think about it, the society has worked that way maybe for the past 30 years. It's not that much. I mean, the Berlin Wall fell when? 90s? 90? <sighs> Well, okay, that's we're talking. First of all, that's not a whole society. That's Eastern Europe specifically that we're talking about. That's was, not the whole was the, world. The, the whole whole point of the ideologies, right? The, the West totalitarian. East. True, true. East. Yeah. Okay. And both of them had uh, restrictions on people. I yeah, mean, if you were so. an American, you wouldn't be able to go to Cuba. Yeah. At the time, well, still problematic now. Even probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's that's part of that as a regime. But even before that, if society deemed those regimes or somehow... Oh, and you know what? I think the reason why the Soviet Union fell mm -hmm. was because people were too politically correct. People were too politically correct. Because there was a stated ideology. Yeah. There was a stated policy. Right. There was a certain thought how people should act and why right people officially were doing it unofficially they didn't so but there was an actual fear of repercussions that it doesn't really change the, was, the, the 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 fact that people stated something but didn't actually back them up back it up with their actions mm. and i think in america it's almost the same people are saying they are woke right that they support all those lbgt how many letters yeah. right but in in private they don't feel like it right so it, it means it's, it's a facade i think the soviet union fell apart because it was becoming too much of a facade people were actually despising the system but despising the certain attitudes that they were required for from them without the needed uh, explanation and justification i get your point i'm not sure if that's why the soviet union fell that's a whole other topic i mean there was also the well uh, it, it influenced everything that's related to the people i mean yeah, like but the there, economics there politics economics played a bigger factor and economics but it's still the same if you have certain Oof. aspects of behavior that you won't fulfilled because you don't think or don't feel like it but you say that you are it doesn't get the economy part of it was actual economics purchasing power and not to mention yeah freedom in the west compared to so what i'm saying is the, the soviet union fell apart because of naive leaders that's okay that's very different from political correctness though no no they instilled certain rules of behavior that the people didn't want to follow yeah. which which is basically the ideology of political correctness because 
it, it's one thing to be polite and civil, but the other is to to perceive a certain criteria as this is the only correct way. I think there's a difference between totalitarianism and it's political a, correctness. It's a difference though. of gradation, but not of substance. I believe very much so. You were actually punished there. Okay, you can give me an example. Someone said something and was punished. There are sanctions. Not the same, though. Not the same. Here's here's the thing. You're not not going to be thrown into a gulag. It's not the same as capital punishment. But again, that's what I mean. Gradation. Nowadays, you you can get killed on social media. Not the same as being killed in a gulag by the same by Soviet but it, but prisoner. It's, but it's still, it's still. That's something. metaphorically killed. That's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's sanctions. Yes, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You also, we also have laws. I think Stalin used to say that about those capital punishments, dudes, as well. I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm sure, but you can, you know, the the fact that Stalin did something similar perhaps if we're going it's as far as calling similar it's the same thought it's control it is control yeah but control, control people sure but control is not necessarily a bad thing i don't necessarily believe you're talking about a very libertarian when it comes point to of view. i think when it comes to social systems control because you are if you are saying about a system that actually either um tries to get you to do something or tries to not do something yeah. that's one thing but right. it's not the same as control control is you do as i say otherwise yes if we so if we're talking these cases so we are so we are trying to influence you right we are not controlling you you still make the decision you're steer, still at the steering yes. wheel well that's basically political correctness you can decide for yourself not really why not nobody made you uh, make uh, anti-gay comments online you did it yeah but the punishment is by society not really what do you mean not really well if you institutionalize the punishment it's only by one or a few but here it's It's not by society it's not like for instance if you have a gay hating community right nobody would be hating on you because of the comments because all your community is like you okay so what you are saying is that in those type of situations yeah the community as a whole should be ignored but some type of central institution should be listened to which says this is not politically correct so you no, 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 have no. to be punished and no, no 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 it doesn't uh, there's no polit- there's no central institution to make those calls we as people make those calls of what is right and what is not right Hmm. Well, but if you are in a certain position, the, if you are in a certain position, you might have more power. If yes. you're if you're a journalist, perhaps then yeah, your voice matters more. Yeah, yeah but again, the other option would be going back to basically before, which was a little bit too open, perhaps. Which is the which is the best uh, example of a society that is more con- more more controlled than uh, uh, let's say our culture and less controlled? More controlled than our because co- oh. I think more controlled is Singapore. Okay, and they are more advanced. Depends on what we consider as advanced. They're more advanced uh, economically. All, no, no, all the all the 
values that we said we would like to have. No, gay homosexuality is still a big issue in Singapore, for instance. It is. Look, I would I would guess that they are, have the same type of situation that was uh, probably in all of the rest of the world uh, in the past century. That they just were more underground. That's about it. Yeah, well, that's not a good thing necessarily. The fact that you have to be on the ground for something. Well, well, that... I'm not. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's compared to the rest of the things. It might be a better compromise. Well, let's, uh, let's say. So yeah, basically, you're... you can have one out of ten things the best, and the nine things just medium. Okay. Or you can have one thing medium and the rest nine best. Or one of the best. Which is which scenario is better? You couldn't you you cannot have all ten the best, right? So which one is better? The one with the most? It's utilitarian. One on one. Not really, because no 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 because you're improving something for the majority. Yeah, and somebody has to make a compromise. Exactly the problem. Exactly what what I stated before. No, no, but that's what I mean. There always are compromises also in our culture. Yes, but it is uh, sometimes you want to go the other way around. Sometimes you want the majority to be um, the one. I don't know because worse look, off. Look, I've I've heard of the news in, for instance, Germany, France. Mm. Every once in a while, some type of big union wants to have bigger wages, right? Right, and so they just basically shut everything off okay. for quite a while, yeah. which is a, almost like a ridiculous thought in in Latvia. Okay. Right, which is to say, there are differences culturally, yeah. but we are not willing to make such compromises. Right. So you say, even though we not could unionizing, uh, no, we could have more unions than we have. Okay. But I think the cultural mentality is not to have such compromises because there is a certain responsibility if you are not doing the work on a such a high level on a such a high scale. Mm-hmm. But if you allow people culturally to establish that thought some privilege gets gets uh, diminished as uh, almost like a, an infallible right okay because i think to have a union that protects your interests and then actually uh, negotiates higher wages for you is a privilege true well that's a privilege given to us by yeah, that, that was a big deal back in the but US should, when unions started. Yeah, yeah, the but, right but, to but, but you shouldn't have a situation where the union basically gets into just plain political fights and is willing to make some sacrifices that harm many, many more people. Of course, but then we, you can give the, the other way example. The, the fact when you don't have unions, when people do not have but enough that's power. What I, but, well, that's what, yeah. I, what I ask. Where are the best examples of of societies that do have in our view more control and less control what are we calling it what are what are we defining as control here well centralized power governing the way you act yeah, we, could, we could take china i suppose is uh, more controlled in our case yeah okay and we're talking about what scandinavian countries oh no that's a bad example they're a bit more socialist yeah, you can go back to Singapore. I don't know which one is is. I think I would say the U.S. in many ways. Less controlled. I would say yes. Uh, working on free market capitalism. All right. So if I will give you America and Singapore. Okay. 
overall, Singapore wins. Not sure. Not necessarily. How how do you declare that? Uh, overall welfare. <sighs> Problematic. If you, if you have more education, more leisure time, more be- better healthcare access to healthcare, overall, you can say, all right, Singapore wins. With we're going with by their, index of uh, most livable cities and with, such, with their dictator. Yeah, yeah, well, so yeah. but is it is it is are you willing to sacrifice certain rights to make your city more livable? That's it's the question. a compromise. It's, it's not necessarily compromise. good. Well, yeah, some people might because, say that's a good compromise. Some people say that's in, a bad in America, compromise. In America, if you have in some regions the the freedom of choice to to your misery, yeah. right? Or the no freedom to your happiness. Yeah. That's what you're saying. It's hard to say which one is better. Happiness. Hard to say? It's very hard to say because Damn. it's hard. Be- you're a hardliner. No, because you're thinking about it as an individual. You're thinking oh, about no, it I'm, about I, me. I, no, no, I specifically mean as a collective because the individual in each society makes compromises. Yes. Well, you're thinking, okay, I'll correct myself. You're considering, you're thinking about it as the majority again, not the minority. The utilitarian aspect. Yes. 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 Yes, that's sure. If we're looking at a pure data technical point of view, but you know why I do that because because that's the running uh, thought behind each uh, uh, politics, uh, each political idea nowadays. Mm, No, because because the benefit and compromise system is everywhere, except in those dictatorships. No, well. I would say that the way around. Dictatorships are more likely to have control and can think more technical. Mm, well, somewhere probably, somewhere probably. Yeah. But those who have the the effective system, so to speak. Sure, but that's why we're having. Okay, so you can take the the whole immigrants issue that's happening around Europe and the U.S. and the rest of the world. I think only in uh, Germany, right? And most and of Western probably, Europe. Probably uh, Greece. Sweden has that issue. Greece has... Well, uh, Sweden has a long history of yeah, immigrants. Yeah. It's mostly in Germany, but also Spain, uh, Italy. Spain? Yes, they're getting uh, immigrants but, from Africa. It's just across the border. From where? Coming through Morocco. Really? Such, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Uh, France has not to mention they're moving west not all of them stay in, in Germany eventually there's not enough jobs for everybody mm-hmm. some of them do continue I elsewhere think, I think the, the way to go for immigrants is to go to those countries which have the strongest unions okay ironically hmm. but yeah but the point about the, um, the immigrants is whether you open the gates or not whether you think utilitarian or not if it hurts you as a society, do you keep them out? Well, if you ask me, everybody, every country which who has a which has a border sure. thinks utilitarian. Well, they all have borders, but they. I don't know how it's in some type place in Africa. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can just maybe just no no maybe you can just you know walk walk. You can also walk from Austria to to Germany. I mean, the Schengen zone is open. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't the case for a long time. Sure, but it is now. We're talking about the present, though. Well, but if I can remember the time before Schengen... Yeah, 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 I can remember it as well. Which means I'm affected by the thought before and now after. 
Yeah, and, and that's a question of what we allow. What is good? Schengen zone was open up for for various reasons, but some of them economical. And, and I think yeah, the Schengen zone yep. is utilitarian. Yes, and fullest. Yes, but immigrants. We're not. I'm. I'm not talking about immigrants going from Germany to Austria. I'm talking about immigrants for the sake of the argument outside entering Europe. the Schengen zone. Yeah, outside yeah. Europe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Coming into Europe. Do you allow them or not? So there becomes humanitarian. If the issues. immigrant is Singaporean, I allow him. Well, he's unlikely. See? See? Yeah, the the point of the immigrants. We're talking about refugees, not uh, people who come from educated countries to help you uh, build your country. So you don't mean economic Im- uh, migrants. No. You mean refugees. Um, yes, for the sake of the argument. Yes. Well, refugees. The problem with refugees is no country has an obligation to actually take them up, but there is a humanitarian obligation to actually help people in need. Sure. Right? Which means you can actually provide them temporary shelter. Okay. Which isn't a solution for any refugee that doesn't want want to go back at some point in time. I suppose so. Yeah. But they're still coming. Yeah. Or they would still come. So what do you do? So the biggest utilitarian concept is humanitarianism. Okay. Help people in need. Okay, but for uh, how long? But, but the second level here, utilitarian principle is you don't sacrifice your own uh, people. Yeah, and that becomes a debate. Uh, that's what's happening in countries like Germany. It's like it's like trying to help somebody drowning, but it turns out there are drown so yourself. much that if you will take them all, you'll drown all. Sure, but what if you're not drowning? What if you're just, for the sake of the argument, just going a bit lower to the deeper end of the water? I think, weirdly enough, there there is also a tipping point for that. Yeah, it's just a it's just a different measurement. Yeah, well, because because we... I would say if you have a population of one hundred thousand, yeah, there's probably the sweet spot of let's say maybe twenty thousand, which can be accommodated okay and you can still keep up uh, daily needs but if it gets more than two-thirds you are screwed possibly but that that's it doesn't exact numbers don't really matter sure (laughs) but yeah then then what do we where do do we define this do we hurt yeah do we set the strict rules and strict regulations to improve ourselves yeah or do we lower these standards to to help others lowest which standards okay singapore for the for if they have a closed border if they're not allowing immigrants if they have a harder time for that they might have a higher standard of living okay mm-hmm. which is good i suppose for singaporeans yeah. but if we're not looking looking at it from a very nationalist point of view it is worse for the society it's worse for the world the fact that you've created Singapore hurts uh, others no, no, in I many ways. I don't, I don't see your point at all because the thing about the highest goal of being humanitarian is about people in desperate need that were, fell under conditions that was, weren't under their own control. What about which, which is a really, really small percentile. Of okay, well, what about people who are just worse off? You don't have any obligation. It's like it's like it's like me saying, "Hey, look, man, uh, my neighbor, yeah. right? You don't know him, yeah. but my neighbor wants to eat cake. Sure. Can you buy him a cake? Sure. No, but no, there's no obligation for you. You can no... do that if you want to, if you have the means to do that. But it's it's a totally different uh, aspect of 
of because assistance is one thing helping is one thing right but uh just but we do give money to homeless people we do give money to beggars we do do that which might be the wrong thing to do right because it might might be actually the stimulating force for somebody to actually be on the street at the same time because if i think i think for beggars there's also a sweet spot because if your needs are so low sure which means you only i only need five or ten euros per day right you think to yourself hmm should i go to work or maybe i can actually get those five ten euros in Mm -hmm. two three hours if that's possible utilitarian okay so yeah you're you're sort of in the danger of creating a very robotic uh, um built utopian not, not nation crea- not creating admitting or already admitting that we have that yeah yeah well uh perhaps we have but that's the question if it goes back to what i was saying is it better or is it worse than what than the other if the if you live in the u.s if you're Possibly more open, possibly accepting more refugee, possibly accepting more social diversity, possibly helping the poor and the weak and those in need more than in Singapore. Oh, I would guess for the poor, there is more help in Singapore. There is, possibly. This is an example, okay? Well, but see, here's the thing. You're creating a more balanced society, though. We are talking about certain aspects of life that are pretty universal, right? And we are admitting the physical limitations that we might not actually establish all of them as nice as possible. But enough. Okay. So the minimum is enough, right? Define it as you will. Hmm. But there is a certain point for everybody. We say, all right. Uh, two kilograms of cake per day is fair enough. Okay. If you want the third, go outside and work. Right. Right. So you have, let's say, 10 aspects of life. Hmm. And then you go about, if I cannot take all of them to be the best, at least I have most of them. Okay. So, all right. I admit that sometimes it might be the last half. For others, it might be the first half. For, for other countries, it might be the middle Right, right, right. But still, they get to choose utilitarian, right? It's, it's utilitarian. You just try to weigh them against each other. Sure. It's it's a point of view. It doesn't mm. necessarily... Oh, and by the way, you know what my solution is for most of the world's problems? Mm-hmm. To just take uh, German-speaking governments and export them <laughs> to, to out, outside countries. Uh, well, uh, Germany has a bad history with exporting uh, Germans to the rest of the country. Last time uh, they tried that, no, it didn't no, no, work that out was so in Austrian. Well. That wasn't German. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was definitely German. Well, yeah, but yeah. what I mean is that I don't know any Germanic uh, language country that okay. is that is uh, sort of worse off Under than than uh, most countries. I think at all... the moment, that, first of all, there are only two at the moment, so that's not really no, no, no. I, I, big I, English is also a Germanic language. Oh, yeah, that's extending. See, see what that I is extending, though. So what? But still, German, specifically. You're talking the about the Germanic language or the yes. Germanic people? No, no, though. no. Germanic that's... language countries. Yeah, but there's very less, very 
little in common between the U.S. and Germany, other than the fact that both Germanic languages. Uh, U.S. was found was main, mainly uh, initially, at least uh, currently. Current. Okay, I, no, no, I, but still, I know the, the roots. I mean, the roots. Uh, uh, the U.S. is a very much uh, an immigrant's country and a mixed country, though. Also Germany at this All point, right. to be honest. But their politics was influenced by probably the British most. Yes. The British were influenced uh, by, by the by Germans. The Saxons as well. And, there you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. And the Romans. Yes. <laughs> I, you can also go with Latin languages, might as well. I mean, I don't Not see... Really. Not really. Really. Not right. A Not reason really. why you would go... I, I think after the Industrial Revolution, only the Germanic language-speaking countries have established themselves properly. Uh, Only. I, the, rest I, is, the, rest is, the rest is just... Maybe, uh, but there's no, there's no data to support the fact that this wasn't random. There's no reason why the language would play such an important role. And it seems that it does. We... It, it could might as well... It, in all likelihood, it is random. You have no... No reasoning that you can claim behind it. All right, so let me alter it. The best uh, systems according to Western traditions, meaning uh, the law systems, the okay. government systems. Because, again, Singapore is not a Germanic-speaking sure, country, sure. but they're also not a Western tradition. Okay, traditional I, country. I agree with the Germanic languages so sort of concept, I guess. But, yeah, okay. My guess why yeah. why is why is the case because they at a specifically crucial point in history influenced the more, main points of society law politics economics okay so that established their hegemony I suppose so unintended but, but yeah I would guess so I I, I guess so but that's that's, that sounds about as random as uh, you know the Big Bang, really. <laughs> that just well, happens. Not, that just happened. Yeah, happen. yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that it yeah, isn't yeah. just a coincidence. Yeah. But still, out of that coincidence came some type of order. True. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's why I say yeah. Just take yeah, but, but German, my point Ger is Germanic speaking, Germanic language country people, and export them to the rest of the world. I don't wait, know if that see and wait. I yeah, but because it was so random, if you were to expand it, it might create different results. All right. So what would happen if you would put Merkel in uh, China? China, mm -hmm. China would China would happen. I mean, there's no data to to assume. Okay, let's put it this way: you, because when you're putting Merkel, you're you're not putting the fact that she I mean, speaks German no, no, doesn't I mean matter. The, I mean, the symbol of German. Yeah, no, but the, the language doesn't matter. The language has zero influence. Ah, I don't think so. I think every language has its own th thinking pattern. They are more melodic, more ph phonetically pleasing uh, sounding languages. They are, I think there are languages who are more inclined to be related to mathematics. Hmm. That's an interesting theory, but... As far as I've heard, that's more about Asian languages. But yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I I can't see much reasoning behind that other than again, 
Chinese alphabet is what? How, how many hundred thousand? More difficult and thus being it's difficult to tell. I don't know, but it's a different concept. I mean, it's the same with uh, uh, Arabs writing from right to yeah, left. Yeah, calligraphy, right? but yeah, it definitely changes a little bit because it develops other things. Well, the advancements of the letters, uh, no, because languages are so built in in many cases. You are. You don't really learn a language as a first language. What do you mean? Well, you don't learn it grammatically so much as you are force-fed it as a child. But Learning a first language and, and a second language are very different from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thus, it doesn't require... Oh, but that's, but that's exactly power. my point. Your native tongue influences the way you think. You think the way your native language is built. I, I don't think so. You can take um, you can take uh, Latin America and Spain as examples. You, you can see differently. I mean, the language aren't isn't different at this point, hmm. but the differences between European Spain to uh, Peru or to life in Chile can be very different. Not because of the language, but because cultural differences. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's what I mean. I think but the, the language, language doesn't unite them. the culture. The language never united them in such a way. Even within no, no, certain no, countries. You don't, you don't need to unite them. Uh, what I mean is... They don't create... The, but the they don't create common... The, the, the language establishes some type of behavior pattern. Knowingly or unknowingly. It influences the way people think. That's my point, right? And so, out of that comes either more progress or less progress. Um, and I'm assuming that, uh, again, those Germanic tree languages make for good or well, better, overall better governance. But then why would they be better over Latin languages, let's say? Why? Yes. They're built maybe in the same alphabet. Maybe, well, maybe after the Industrial Revolution is just more in tune with the rest of the processes that happen culturally socially yeah but linguistically they're not different enough to to create any advantage of one over another yeah but that's again that's the that's the, that's the randomness no no that's the, no no that's the debate about whether or not old town road is the country okay there is some type of border but we don't know where so yeah at one point it might be not maybe it is yeah, but, but we can. We it's, can. The, it's the unknown known. And unknown factor that yeah. is in there. I, I can't see any. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't see any. I ju I'm just judging by the results. Yeah, but. Uh, and assuming that they the results were it influenced is not by the language. It is not necessarily correct to judge by the assault, uh, result, though. Well, yeah, how how else? It's it's like saying you, you shouldn't look at Usain Bolt for advice on how to f run fast. <laughs> that is, by the way, that could can be true. It can be true because but the, he doesn't but the necessarily know how to be, teach you how yeah, to run. Yeah, but the logical assumption is he does something better than the rest. So it the first point of inquiry would be to find that out if possible. Yes, but if you were to assume that Bolt is faster at running because uh, he trains better, for instance, no. But if you if you were to assume that because he's in, he's Nigerian, right? I remember correctly, I right? I, I think know. so. Jamaican. 
He's Jamaican. Definitely. Yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. If you were assume that he is faster because he's Jamaican, that might be the wrong, um, the wrong conclusion. Yeah, because he's faster even than other Jamaicans. Yes, or because. But but which Germanic language country is better than other Germanic speaking countries? That they're well, depends how we again go well, yeah how do we again, define better the minimum is pretty good all the all minimum is pretty good but uh, considering the the similarity to other languages especially latin languages you would have to assume randomness or the fact or, that that unknown them, factor. or the factor that makes them different from those latin languages still but you can you can look at them linguistically the difference is not big enough to no, no. We, we, the, the big enough is dependent on whether or not the results speak for themselves. No, you're you're seeking, you're going to conclusion and building upon that. You're not assumptions, looking, just yeah, assumptions. but you're not you, exactly. You you might want to go for different assumptions. You might oh, want to go. I'm for, not leaving other possibilities yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, that's okay. That would maybe agree upon. I would say the fact that they speak Germanic languages is a random factor within what created that um, advancement, let's mm. say. I would say that's very much random. Because I think of that, my, the, my idea of the same as uh, blood transfusions 100 years ago when nobody knew about blood types. Okay. Sometimes it happens and the, the patient lives. Sometimes he dies. Okay. And once they figure it out, oh, there are at least four types of blood types. Right. Oh, so now we know which one should get which. Okay. So yeah. you're, you're. So yeah, I'm I'm comparing Germanic people to with blood blood transfusions. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I suppose we just we just need the right measuring tools to find out what was the reason that they got ahead in many respects. But we can we can take or we're looking at the wrong thing. That's that's my point. We might no, just no, be. What do you mean wrong thing? The rel the irrelevant factor. The language. Yes. But we don't know it yet. That's my point. I know, but I'm, you're, ju I'm just saying that you're, you're I, I'm just saying that German, for instance, is enough different from Italian. Okay. That I can distinguish between. Okay. Right. Sure. And so then I compare German mm -hmm. uh, quality of life and Italian quality of life. Right. And I'm, and I'm seeing a fa more favorable uh, picture in Germany. Sure. But you... so yeah, might be the climate, might be whatever. Okay. Right? But I'm just saying, for me at this point, it's enough to say mm, probably the language. Okay. But it's just more convenient. It because, is. Because every day you use the language. Every day you don't have the sun. Every day you don't have the wind. But, yeah, but there's the, either that or something has to be in, uh, in yeah, the Yeah, but water. You, you can't just build on the results. You have to, to come up with a reasoning of why this would happen. I think actually all the time you need to start from the results, the end. Well, you would to still... actually figure things out. Yeah, but if you're doing any sort of explanation you would have to again you can't just go okay germanic languages have proven to be more right, so successful the, and thus here's the thing that's the we can consider that just my working hypothesis yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean i still lack a why that's the problem 
Why? Yeah. No, I still like a why it would be better other than the result that it is. No, no, no. Why? Well, yeah, the explanation yeah. why uh, gravity is the way it is. It's also difficult. No, that's not really the same. That's like I telling. Th- that's like telling me. You, no, no. You, but come on. You can describe the the principles of how the gravity works, but the why nobody knows why. It's just something happens. Yeah, we but we can. You're that's apples and oranges. You're comparing something know. that's no, a no, physical. No, no. What I mean is, in each in each step of inquiry, you will have those doubts that might lead you astray. But then you just focus on the probability that you could actually identify at that moment. For me, mm. the only thing I can identify is the language. I'm not saying that there couldn't be many different branches. It's just saying, all right, seems like the language would be a good fit for explaining why people are thinking more effectively, in a way. It could be a good There's fit. There's a pattern. But... I, I still claim that you're looking at the wrong factor. You're, like you said, there are so many other factors unless, in play. Unless we can export some Germans to some yes. other you, countries. If you want to do a real test, but yes, yes, exactly. So uh, we're, We can't do that, unfortunately. No, uh, no, we can. It's just a matter of not. We can coordinate. <laughs> you want to start to, putting them on, on what planes? Of yeah, flying some, Angela some, Merkel putting some German, some, some German politics of uh, exchange. That's yes, that would be a theoretical, very much uh, uh, interesting experiment, social experiment. But that's on a very uh, theoretical basis. We 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 are not going to do that. Let's say because you know what uh, the reason why. Well, there are two reasons why I always try to find a way to speak about India. Okay. One one is because it's the biggest English speaking uh, country mm-hmm. in the world. Okay. And uh, second of all, it's the biggest potential for any content in English. Well, this is actually related to the first one, okay. sort of, right? But the third, when it comes to this uh, mm-hmm. idea, is that English is not their native language. In many cases. Not yeah. necessarily, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that could explain why they are not really that wealthy. See? That's my prejudice. That could explain it. I would, I would argue if you would take all the Indians, right. put them in Australia, right, and then their children would be totally different people. Well, you would change a lot of other factors. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. You... Correct that. Leave the Indians in India, okay. but just export the, the babies to, let's say, Australia. Because Australia is probably the closest one where the native language is English, right? I don't know the distance. The UK might be closer, actually. UK? Uh, there's, a, there's a big difference. Australia is pretty far. It's quite remote. But okay. Yeah, that's, but it's Oceania. That's, I mean, it's just, also, it depends. Are we including Singapore as, as English? Singapore would be closer, wouldn't it? But, Eng- but Singapore is not really English, right? Uh, the native. official language is... Okay, native. Native would be Australia. Probably some local. But they are probably really proficient in what? English. Yes, it's... An official language, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, if we're talking about native, sure. Oh, and maybe maybe there's it's not really related only to the Germanic languages. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some components that atta- attract uh, also success because probably Switzerland is the best example, right, of a successful country. 
uh, historically. Yes, it will still end as a mixed country, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe it's not just Germanic, but also mixed in with some whatever. Or, French? or French? again, French, I, French? Yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or it it kind of would be further proof that it has very little to do with the language. Yeah, but think of it this way: maybe if they wouldn't have in, uh, mixed in Italian and French. Maybe there would be only half of the successful. Yeah, right but but then you're you're throwing that theories. Would be Austria, that, that would definitely. That would be Austria then. That would be. Wait. Austria is less successful than Switzerland, right? Oof. Uh, Generally speaking, really debatable. What? Oof. Yeah, if we. Who would like successful. to work where? Swiss Swiss people in Austria, or Austrian I people in Switzerland. Both pretty content. Yeah, I guess if you go by index of most livable cities, then Switzerland is higher. I'm very, uh, I'm very not convinced by all those indexes, of course. Why? But because, it, yeah, it's it. They're very, they're very data driven. They're very technological. It used to be the Logical. case where we where we weren't even able to distinguish a precise uh, measurement for temperature, right? Yes. People just say, "Oh, it's really cold today." Yes. No, it's it's mildly cold today, right? And then people figure it out. All right, let's just put numbers on them. But those uh, the most index of most livable cities, by the way, are not the same index as the most uh, happiest people. By the way, that can be very uh, mixed between those two. Those are not accurate. Those don't add up. The places, cities where the uh, most livable do not necessarily have the happiest people. Yeah, but that was yeah, yeah, but that was the ca- case with um, I think Finland yeah. because uh, c- content was actually explained as happiness, right? Which might be true. Okay, because you cannot enjoy uh, your life if you would have to worry about whether or not you can drink the water. Yeah. Yeah. But there are other. It's, I think Finnish people, Scandinavian people in general, right? They have just have a different baseline for measurement in general. Sure. Because yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's but the standards, the 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 lowest of the low, is compared to everybody else so high. Still. I suppose so, but uh, happiness is psychological, in many cases. You know, Finnish people, if they conceive it as low then they might be um, unhappy. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. But wouldn't you just measure the the, the happiness in, in its most general understanding in the countries where the highest or lowest suicide rates are? Uh, not necessarily. Or alcoholism? You know, no, no, those no. self-destructing behaviors. Alcohol, definitely not alcoholism. Alcoholism is much higher in the Western world. All Standards right, so what about suicide? Are, Suicide is a certain factor, but suicide, not necessarily, because suicide is a very extreme measure and one that is very social. Suicide? Yes, yeah, basically. But still, it's, it's self-harming. Yes, but it's more evident also in a lot of Western countries because people are more individualist. Um, in, in countries where society are closer linked together, there are lower uh, suicide rates. And those countries might not be the happiest. A lot of times it's in, let's say, um, Africa or Southeast Asia, poorer countries, where there are lower suicide rates because you don't kill yourself. Even if you're unhappy, you have a whole family, you have people to take care of. Or maybe you just die uh, from another means. 
Sure, but even if you're unhappy, while if you're unhappy in the Western world, you might be living alone, you might be far from your family, you might kill yourself more. Or you can just live longer, and then actually you at one point in time decide, all right, this is it. People don't. That, that, those are a very low number of suicides. People don't usually you know, decide at the age of 85 to kill themselves. Are you sure? Yes. I think that's where almost what uh, euthanasia is all about. Yes, but those are, the rates are lower. So you look at ages. I'm pretty sure this is for that, for you know, average age of suicide. I'm pretty sure it's not like 87. Hmm. Average rate of su- average, average age. age of suicide. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, I assume there are statistics for that. Suicide statistics. Mm. Mm. No, not really helpful. Why? Right, it wasn't go up. Age yeah, range yeah, so in America. Yeah. Yeah, you've got 85 or older. You see that where it's that's the bottom. So which? So 55 to 64 is the highest. In 2016. Yeah, apparently that went up a lot. It's 2000. And 85 or older is the... Oh, no. 85 or older is the highest. Yeah. What's the bottom there? Wait a second. 15 to 24. 15 to 24? That doesn't make much sense. No, it makes because because if you have lived a certain aspect of your life, right to the fullest, I mean you've you've gone through uh, the stages. Sure. Why not? I mean you you don't have any retirement plan. Why not? That data is really weird. Well, it doesn't make a lot. I'm not gonna argue with data though, but right around fifty or fifty plus, I would say. But then it's just uh, in America. That is true. See how how prejudiced these statistics are. Blacks have lower suicides than whites. That makes sense. Even are even, even though even though these are more oppressed. Well, I'm not sure. Are they? Just at age. What's that? Number? No, no. Number. Young people. Leading causes. Suicide rates. Suicide by age and income level. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. So? Yeah, this definitely shows, but this is not percentage. This is by... Does that mean in the world? Uh, in the whole world? I don't know. It's yeah, that's... Yeah, it's the WHO. Yeah, I was uh, interested in countries. Yeah. Ah, whatever. At least we know the American. Yeah, that does show higher, but I don't know what percentage of the people are. That definitely shows. But that's the number in thousands. That's not a percentage of the people. I mean, there are more. Yeah. I mean, uh, less people are alive at the age of. At least we know that up till 70 is, is the risk group it seems so anyhow um i lost my chain of thought there though what i think we can wrap on? it up so it's already two and a half hours is it mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, yeah okay 
Any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Uh, no, it's been interesting. It's been a good talk, I feel. Yeah? Yeah. Um, we went very theoretical. Which I actually was, like it. Which was interesting. Yeah. Um, I like to, to bounce around ideas. And uh, yeah, that's roughly it. Do you plan on actually coming back sometime to Latvia? Uh, I... Well, I did last time I was here in 2013. Seven years later, I am here. Mm -hmm. I can't say when the next time will be, but I'm usually around Europe in different countries. then. All right. Yeah, quite possibly. Deal. Deal. Let's do that. All right. Thanks, man. No problem. So let me press a lot of stops. Yep.